the Steve 1988 9 MRE info. It's this, it's just this dude who, I don't know, he could be in his mom's basement for all I know. But like, he's Probably. just like, let's be real. I don't know, dude, but he just orders, he's like a dude in his like late 20s, but he just orders these old, old rations and MREs from, uh, from eBay and like a whole bunch of other places on the internet. Oh, and that's the dark web. You see, I would do an MRE, <laughs> but I don't know if I do an MRE from eBay. Hey, come <laughs> that on. Sounds, I mean, can't be that, that sounds extra sketch. All right, but, good. I mean, he gets these MREs, man, and he busts them open. And if it looks okay, man, he just he just goes to town. <laughs> he stuffs them in his mouth, like, and just eats it, like all of it. It's fine. Um. He does like very old MREs. He does new MREs, wow. but he like imports them for like from like Europe and Japan and things. Um, I know that some of those last about fifteen years. I mean, but surely there's yeah. some expiration date or something on there before he just starts shoveling so, them into his gullet. So I mean, there's some things he just won't go near. Like if it's old, really, really old, like canned vegetables or fruit, he won't go. Uh, he won't go near it because there's that that stuff called uh, uh, what's it called. It, it basically turns poisonous after a certain amount of time. Oh, gross! <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's I forget the name of uh, what, what uh, bot or uh, oh, I can't remember the name. But I have to I have to look it up afterwards. But anyway, it basically turns poisonous, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm not eating that, even if it looks okay." Um, mainly, uh, usually when he opens these things, uh, he actually finds like crackers, cookies, cigarettes, yeah. still like gum, candy yeah. that are completely intact. Ah, uh, yes, oh, for sure, ready to eat cigarettes. Mm. I'm sure there's a bacon. <laughs> McDou- <laughs> I'm sure, there's a bacon McDouble in there too, as well that looks pristine. Dude, dude, some of the the meat ones that he breaks. So, like most of the time, if he gets the older ones that are like 40, 50 plus years old. And there's Ooh. like canned meat or something Whoa, in there. Oh, dude, 40, 50 yeah. years. Yeah. That's like rolling he's, the dice. Like, that's what I'm saying, dude. He, like, this guy's got the digestive tract of a cow or something. Like, this uh. guy is insane. Like, like, he, I don't know. He's like, he's like, yeah, he said in one video, he's like, yeah, I don't have health insurance, nor do I have <laughs> dental insurance. So, <laughs> look, oh no, I, nor does he have life insurance then. Yeah, yeah, no shit. I am a man. I will eat spam. You know, I will eat canned meat, but I would not ever touch 50 year old spam. No, no, no. Here's the thing. No. He doesn't, he doesn't do old meat because usually most of the time what happens is the, the juices and stuff and the meat actually corrode out of the cans or whatever they're in. And what? they usually just turn to a fossil by the time he gets oh. to them. Okay, that's kind of cool, just becomes, though. Just becomes petrified. Basically. <laughs> wow. Um, and a lot of the times he has to, like, okay, let me stop. I'm going to go put on a mask. So he puts on a fucking gas mask. <laughs> Appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that wow. sounds about yeah, right. Because yeah. so, some mm-hmm. of these fucking fumes that are coming out of these things are, like... <laughs> Dude, they're, it's like old as hell. Dude, what do like, you think his room smells like now? Dude, I can't imagine. It looks like mm. he's in a basement or some shit, but he's got like a, a whole bunch of military shit that he's got on display in his room. Wow. And Fitting. so like this guy, like on top of all of that, like he's just showing like these really old rations and it's a very like almost kind of soothing way he presents these videos. But um, he's and he's also really nice to listen to and he's kind of fucking awkward and like funny in the best way. <laughs> what is so this? like. He's got like the Southern California thing going on in his voice, and he'd be like, "All right, now we got it open. Now let's get this onto a tray." 
Nice. All right. Like <laughs> I'm just imagining a surfer boy, but got tired of surfing and decided, you know what else is cool? Old MREs. Dude, yeah, it's pretty much exactly what it is. You see him, and he's got kind of like the long, slick back hair, uh, and he's got the the goatee mustache wow. combo going on. Oh wow, perfect. Yeah, dude. And he's like, and uh, but it's so funny because every time, especially when he gets MREs with like cigarettes in them, he gets so excited. <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, look at these perfectly preserved. Camel light, no filter. Colin. <laughs> like, like, how, how many katana swords are hanging on the wall behind him? Dude, surprisingly none. I thought he was going to like tip his fedora at the screen and just like whip out his katana. I'm like, damn. Uh, dude, that's it's it's, coming. Yeah, but like, so every video at some point like zooms out on him, like him like eating the food. And then like, he's like, hmm, it's got like a decadent earthy flavor. It's like, like just the way he says things is the greatest thing. Sounds like his own, he's his own col- uh, color commentator. Dude, I guess. I don't know. But I've, dude, I just, I've seen so many of his videos by now to the point where I'm actually like, I've seen this one. I've seen this one. I've seen this one. I've seen this one. Like, oh, but like some of the shit he does though, like his videos actually say in the title, like oldest blank ever eaten. So he's having like a video like the oldest chocolate ever eaten, the oldest oh, so uh, hard. T- so the craziest one was oldest hardtack cracker ever eaten, 150 years old from the Civil War. Oof. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> he's asking for it, dude. He broke his. He almost broke his damn tooth, tooth on the thing, man. Oh, I believe That's it. Ridiculous. But That's yeah, crazy. Steve, 1989 MRE info. Mm. We should probably get this thing started though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, welcome to the Tiny Disc Podcast, TDP. I am Robert Scarpinito, and I'm joined here by Jack Cepeda. Hey, everybody. And Colin Sparling. What's going on, everyone? Yeah. So, uh, if I remember right, you two have seen War for the Planet of the Apes? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. It was uh, It was a good movie. It was... Uh, I don't really know what to say. I, it's the final piece of the trilogy for the new Planet of... Uh, apes series and so that's what i was gonna ask it, it, that's so that's the end of this like installment of the franchise like that's like the it's the trilogy yeah and so, so we it should is a trilogy. also like we should also preface that we that colin and i have seen it in its entirety and we're gonna try and not be very spoilery here but we are gonna be talking about our thoughts about the movie so look at the uh timestamps in the notes if you want to skip ahead we're again we're not going to try and spoil it too much but we might talk a little bit about it like for instance colin your question just now about is this the end i think pretty definitive definitively after seeing this it's like yeah this is the end okay. of a saga right like it comes right. to an end which leads perfectly into the original planet of the apes movie with charlton heston and there's so many oh, ties okay. to that. Okay. So gotcha. So yeah. So I think that this is the last one we can expect to see with the characters in it now. Wait, wait. Are you telling me that this, the newest series, the newest trilogy, yeah. is a prequel yes. to the one back in the eighties, nineties? Oh, it always was. Oh, okay. Oh, see, was. I didn't know that. Not the eighties, nineties. This isn't this like way back in the seventies. Oh, yeah, seventies. Yeah, yeah, it is the seventies. Yeah, this is yeah. Charlton Heston. Yeah, the, it has always been that. Okay, I always thought it was like like a whole reboot. Like let's retell a whole new story. It's right, a, that's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, it's a prequel too. slash gritty reboot sort of kind of thing. But, and but then, so, the end of this movie ties perfectly into the the classic. Okay. So the two thousand was the two thousand one Marky Mark remake, was that just a oh remake of one from the seventies? Dude, that was a Tim Burton movie. Really? And yeah, that was a Tim Burton movie and Marky Mark was in. I remember that. I think uh I was kind of crazier back then, even crazier than I am now and mm. 
I would take uh, a day, a day, guys, and I would schedule it and plan it and have three movies in a row. Like, I'd go on a Saturday at, like, 10 a.m. and not leave till like, 11 p.m. And watch three movies. And I'd have lunch. Yeah. And have lunch. Like, at Lennox, I did this. That's where I saw that movie. Was at, uh, oh, no, not at Lennox. At Easton, actually. Mm. And, um, and let's see here. So, I think that same day, I watched, like, The Spirits Within, like, Final Fantasy. And I think I watched. Oh, God. I feel like I watched Jurassic Park 3 as well, which is the worst dinosaur movie I've ever seen in my entire life. But I digress. So, yeah, this, this is a lot. This is divorced from that Planet of the Apes movie. Uh, okay. This is yeah. This is its own series. There's no real references or anything like that. Mm. Okay, so gotcha. I'm I'm someone who only saw like the first movie, like the first of the new trilogy, the reboot slash so prequel, Rise of the Planet of mm-hmm. the Apes, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just wasn't gripped enough by it. like I was someone who walked out of that theater mm-hmm. thinking, eh, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to see a sequel, or I'm not expecting a sequel. Interesting, you know. Considering how that one ends, it's kind of cliffhangery. Yeah, but I, I also felt like, man, don't care. You know. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, uh, we all. It's well documented how I feel about James Franco. So, mm. <laughs> you know, I was kind of <laughs> glad to see him go. But Colin, let's start with you, man. I want to know kind of what your thoughts are of the film. So, Again, trying not to be too spoilery, but like, I want to yeah, know what so, you think of it. Uh, so uh, I, I well, to get to just to get my general opinion out there, I enjoyed the movie quite a bit, actually. Um, I'm, I was kind of in the same spot as, or kind of in the same mindset Robert is. Like, I saw Rise and I saw Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and I was like, okay, so Rise was pretty good. Like, it, it was a pretty good story and like how how this whole thing began. Rise was, le- or I'm sorry, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was like I thoroughly enjoyed uh, that movie too. But I, it was never really a franchise that I just gravitated towards, and like really, it really gripped me. Like I wasn't really. Mm-hmm. And then I heard uh, like all the. Uh, good criticism that the new one was getting war of the planet of the apes and i was like well why not let's go see it and i was glad i did man like i would see that movie again i thoroughly mm-hmm. enjoyed it uh probably more than the last one um mm-hmm. but yeah i mean it was it was a generally good movie it was what i liked about it was it didn't have like too much going on like the story like you know there wasn't too much too many like storylines to follow it was like one straightforward story that's what you followed through the movie and like it made you feel for the characters and the, the acting was really good in the film. Like I thoroughly enjoyed it. What'd you think? Well, Andy circus is going to do what Andy circus going to do. And oh that yeah, that's right. Andy circus. He's so good. He, yeah, he is. I think absolutely deserves to be nominated for an Oscar for this performance. It's incredible what he's done. And has he also, ever won an Oscar like for himself? No, that's the thing. He's been like yeah. completely overlooked this whole time. For the last fifteen years, he's been doing some awesome stuff. He's now stepping into the director's chair for another project in the future. But man, I think his performance was incredible. And one important aspect of War for the Planet of the Apes is that after seeing we discussed it last week with the trailer for Thor Ragnarok and and especially Justice League, but War for the Planet of the Apes really fooled my like lizard brain right into thinking like I'm looking at something that's actually real. These apes are really in this building. They're really here. The CG looks incredible. Dude, I was going to I was actually going to mention that. The CG was insane in that movie. 10 out of 10. Like I I mean they were not scared either to get really close up into into no, their yeah. faces and get into like you could see their pores. You can see like the light bouncing in and out of like just like, you know, the wrinkles in their eyelids and everything it was yeah, awesome dude. it you looks know what part so blew good my, 
the part that blew my mind is when they uh, they zoomed in on the the orangutan. What was his name? I can't remember. Uh, uh, was it Maurice? Oh, anyway, yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Anyway, the part where like he. Uh, I don't think this is spoiling much, but where he sees the little girl and they do like yeah, a really exactly. hard zoom in. Exactly. And I was like, holy shit. This that CG, part was like it. Yeah. That part it was, was really so awkward believable. though. That was it an was. awkward moment. I was like, what are they doing in this film? Yeah. That was actually a turning point for me in the film. So just to delve into this a little bit deeper, where I, where I stand on the series is I very much enjoyed the first movie. Um, Dawn of the planet of the apes rise of the planet of the apes was kind of like the series dark Knight. It was the, dark middle chapter that we've come to know and expect and oh, I wait just thought did it, i have i did i have them flipped maybe i haven't flipped the second movie is the one i'm talking about yeah okay was like well, the dark I, I mean i know what chapter. you talked about but like because i said them in, in the opposite order <laughs> okay i think it was dawn and then rise or i who knows anyways it doesn't matter can you um, fact check that robert yeah yep. the, the second one <laughs> so anyways yeah. I i very much love that movie um i love the intro i love just just the cinematography i love the pacing of it i loved koba as the villain there's so much to enjoy the the arc just really worked well for me the story the script everything so i that's why i was so hyped for war for the planet of the apes um so just to just to interject real quick it is rise in 2011 dawn in 2014 and then okay right 2017 okay 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 so yeah thank you for that Mm. so this movie what Matt Reeves has done with the first, I'd say, 25 to 30 percent of this film is really sold me on him working on the next Batman movie. It was incredible. The first quarter of this movie was one of the best. It seemed like one of the best movies I've ever seen, to be quite honest with you, is on the caliber of a Nolan film with the, the scene where you first are introduced to the villain um, played by. Oh, man, why can't I remember his name? Woody Harrelson. Uh, Woody Harrelson, yeah. When, that whole scene, right? And the cinematography and the war scenes in the beginning. I was like, this is incredible. And then right around the part where uh, the orangutan and the girl meet, and that's that awkward silence, uh, right about there afterwards, the movie completely changes. And it, like, dog legs completely into a different film. And it becomes very kind of sloggy to me and very illogical. And it kind of broke the okay. film for me. And then the ending, I thought, was handled poorly again. It just seemed like they were rushed to finish this film uh, for whatever reasons. I know Matt Reeves is already moving on to his next film, obviously, and, and things are going on. But I think that this movie up front is front-loaded with some of the best stuff in this entire series. And then it kind of veers off. So I can't sit here and say this is my favorite of the three. Part two is definitely the best. Um and I would say maybe even part one. So this might be my least favorite in this trilogy, but it is worth watching just to get the arc of it. And again, the first, I would say, 30, 40 minutes of this film are some of the best, one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. It's just unfortunate, I think, what happened at the end. I'm, I'm curious to hear in the postmortem, you know, what may maybe contributed to it falling apart. Okay. So I'm... I- well, so I'm just curious, would you recommend it though, Jack, in terms of like just a good summer blockbuster, like popcorn movie? I can't, I can't, I'm sad to say, because there are some really quality movies out there, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, etc. Uh, if you're going to watch one or two blockbuster movies, I can't really recommend this one. It gets just a little too awkward for me. And again, the plot holes uh, later in the film, again, not trying to be too spoilery here, but I would say this is one to definitely wait till it's on Netflix. Or on HBO, and you don't need to see this in theaters. Um, 
yeah, that's that's kind of my final thoughts on it. But I, I, um, I'd love to get into it a little bit deeper if you want to talk about it, Colin. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. You're. I. I tend to not critique. Uh movies near as hard but i i can definitely see where you're coming you're coming from uh with a lot of what you're saying uh for sure because uh the part right right up until like you say the turning port where it where we uh meet the little girl right uh, up in that point it, the the plot kind of shifts into a direction that you, you can't you don't really expect because uh it kind of leads you to believe i guess it's going to be like three three monkey bros going on an adventure the right? movie completely changes yeah, there. I think it completely shifts into a weird direction where it's network. Here's the thing. This series has never gone to this direction before, but hundreds and thousands of movies in the past have gone to where this movie is in this in the second and third act. Does that make sense, Robert? Yeah, yeah. I guess. It's, yeah, I, it's yeah, just rehashing. Ground. Yeah, it's yeah. just rehashing a bunch of different genres. Things have already been done before, but now it's like, oh, well, this time it's apes. And I'm like, for me, that's not enough. Mm. Like, you know, there's scenes that's, that are just straight yeah. out of the 12 Years a Slave. There's scenes straight out of any, uh, you know, kind of war movie you've seen. I don't know. It just, it just didn't grab me. Sad to say, but that's the truth. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. Like, it's definitely not like a movie I would go back to over and over again or anything like that. Just like the previous two. And I don't. And you also had a lot more legs to stand on uh, with your argument. Cause I, it's just been so long since I've seen the previous two. Um, but yeah, like I, I can kind of agree with you. Yeah, it definitely did the whole the it kind of followed some tropey type plot line towards the end there, didn't it? A lot. I mean, yeah, you, yeah. you see it just rehashed a bunch of scenes that have been done in movies over and over again just with people. Right. Or right, right. not just not just apes this time. So, you know, for that reason alone, I can't really recommend it. But I will say I think the first movie is great. I think the second movie is excellent. And I think this one's just OK. OK. So yeah. kind of a good start, a rise, then a kind of a fall. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that just they, I mean, they proved it. I mean, I'm telling you, I can't sell you enough on the first part of this movie. They proved they can put a cohesive, awesome, compelling, uh, very emotionally invested storyline in together yeah. and make it work. The first quarter of the movie works exceptionally well among the best in the series. And then... Just again, the plot takes a weird turn. It doesn't lead to me. It doesn't lead to a very uh, uh, satisfying ending either, especially if you don't even know that it's supposed to lead into the classic movie. You're going to forget. You're going to a lot of things are going to go over your head. Like we meet characters in this movie that we that have only been seen in the Charlton Heston film. Mm, and okay. so you're supposed to, for fans of the series, you're supposed to like hear someone's name and then be like, oh, that's who that is. And oh, that's who that is, you know, but. If you don't know, then it's going to go completely over your head. So, so I mean, and, and that's not to like, I wouldn't say it's to take away, though, uh, from the writing of the characters. I think the characters were very well written. Like, they were very likable. Like, they almost, uh, they personified personified them very well, I feel like. Like, Caesar, like, I cared about Caesar's character. Like, I cared about Maurice's character. Yeah. I cared about, you know, the uh, the other character, uh, and especially yeah. the comic relief character that comes in. Um, yeah. But oh I, yeah, uh, incredibly yeah. Steve Zahn does an incredible job. Uh, Bad Ape is the name of his character, and yeah, oh, yeah, he he was the comic relief of the film, and there has never been a character like him in the series. And I completely agree. Like I really appreciated his presence and his role. And Steve Zahn as an ape man, he sold it to me. Him and Andy Serkis were phenomenal in this film. Yes, yeah, I, I mean there there was a tremendous amount of effort put into this film. It's just that the plot just followed. It just got tropey towards the end. And that's what kind of killed it. 
The thing also for me, I should say that I think that Woody Harrelson was completely miscast in this. I just don't know really? why. Yeah, I didn't like I him. I thought he man. did a very good job. No, I know he did a good job, but he's still Woody Harrelson at the end of the day. And, oh, and well, yeah. They're I mean, going. They're going for the uh, uh, apocalypse now kind of role, right? Like the crazy bald general leader who you know um, leads his rogue squadron you know a delta force and just does some dirt and i just i don't know i just i didn't like him as a villain i think there could have been a better uh, choice with that so with with him with me not believing that he could be as strong a general as he is depicted in this film or as in as uh inspirational or uh, motivational as as I think the script wants us to believe it just kind of all fell apart for me with that. So I think the, the bad guy being weak, you know, and not to speak bad of Woody Harrelson, he did his thing. It's just, I think he was miscast. Hmm. So, yeah. I like Woody Harrelson though, but me, I, me I, I guess like, I guess you like, you know, I'm the same way with like Colin Farrell though. Like I can't take Colin Farrell seriously in anything <laughs> like we've said, we've, like we've talked about before. So yeah. fair enough to me, Woody Harrelson being in, if you remember me talking about this previously was a selling point. I was like, oh, yeah, Woody Harrelson, I'm ready. And and it just didn't pan out mm-hmm. Right on for me. For right me. On. So speaking of not being able to take characters seriously, I kind of want to <laughs> <laughs> pan this conversation <laughs> towards something else. Um, so this, this last Sunday was the season three, episode two premiere of Rick yep. and Morty. Uh, anyone here watch that? beginning the 100 years of rick and morty <laughs> yeah now jack uh you you're not really into rick and morty right not because i don't want to be uh my wife and i we tried to watch it as recently as uh, this past sunday and we started at the start right we started right. with season one episode one and i know she's a huge fan of adventure time so i don't know if there's a big transfer but i thought there might be a chance at least and so I said, hey, honey, let's sit down. Let's watch this. Get some popcorn. Let's try it out. I want to know what you think of it. And so we put it on. We got about 20. No, no. We got about maybe 10 minutes in. And she's like, can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's when she. I don't know if you remember the first uh, episode I, ever, but it's when the yeah. horse is getting like the open heart surgery. Uh huh. Yep. And th- that was a part. And its legs are up in the air and like its chest is all open. That was a part where she's like, nope, nope, nope. She had like cover up. She's like, I can't. I can't watch this. It's too gross. It's too gross. She's, she's like comparing it to Ren and Stimpy. Oh, and, I love that. Episode. And I like the Ren and Stimpy too, but I can kind of come from, I would have, I would have kept watching it, but she kind of um, checked out. And so I was like, all right, we'll watch something else. No big deal. Um, it's kind of, so the guy, I, all right, I'm new to this series, right? Like, so I don't know <laughs> the names, but like Morty is Rick's grandson. Yep. Yes. Okay. Now I think that this looks like something out of like uh, back to the future, like Marty. That's what it's going for. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Like Marty and Doc. Yep. That's exactly yeah, that's the point. Morty. That's exactly uh, the point. Okay. Well, totally. Uh, it totally, you know, tr- is evident in that. But yeah. I, I just hear about this show all the time, getting referenced. It seems to be kind of like the new South Park or the new kind of It series. And uh, I know that they have delved into virtual reality and been, you know, <laughs> um, you know, semi-successful <laughs> in that, uh-huh. like the, the VR game. I mean, oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what I'm. Yeah. That's what I'm referencing. But He's taking them off the grid. See, uh, see, all these references going completely over my head, but apparently they're funny for some reason. I'll let you guys talk more about this though, because I'm kind of on the fringe here. Okay, so I will say, um, <laughs> when you started talking about episode one, like you know, when you were saying like, oh, I started watching it with my wife, I was trying to think back, like what did happen in episode one 
And then I remembered, oh yeah, a grandfather asks his grandson to shove giant seeds up his ass so he can't. Oh, you gotta no. sick him way up yeah. there, Morty. <laughs> and I was like, well, that that might be a, another red flag, huh? Okay, so we didn't even get there. Was <laughs> no. happened late the episode because that's news to me. Yeah, no, that, that happens in that episode. Um, <laughs> wow, this show and, so much. Yeah, it's a great show. But no, so uh, see, by the time season three rolls around. Um, some kind of significant uh, character development does happen. Um, I mean, I guess I don't know. Is it really spoilers? Because I mean, season two has been around for a while. But I guess um, eh. Rick and Morty spoilers, everybody. Yeah. So I guess if you really don't want to be spoiled on a show that doesn't live by its uh, hard, hard hitting plot, um, skip to the next timestamp. But essentially, at the end of season two, you know, you kind of see Rick kind of take a turn maybe maybe he's gonna be a nicer guy you know maybe he's gonna be less like mean and then season three just plays with your emotions or plays with your expectations and it's like nah and uh they kind of go full force with like they're, they're now not only reminding you that rick doesn't care about anyone but they're really forcing it down your throat um that he's okay. only out for himself in that szechuan sauce um <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, he's saying, That's he seems like an absolute madman rick yeah yeah, he, that's what he's going for, and he's always—is he always drooling, or is that a season one thing? Today. No, yeah, that's that's always a thing. Like there, there's a okay. part in season three, episode one, where he's like jumping body to body, and each of those new bodies <laughs> start drooling or like as well, you know, <laughs> just to show okay. you, like, oh yeah, that's Rick. It's, you, it's you know, one of my uh, first uh, my first exposures to this series was not even a clip from the show, but it's when they did a rereading of an actual court transcript. That yes. took place, mm-hmm. I want to say, in Georgia, yeah. mm-hmm. and they they did a premiere of that. I, I, it might have been at South South by Southwest, but it was like a black and white. It was in a movie theater, and it was hilarious. And the fact that it was a, an actual real transcript that took place like in the United States of America, it made it even that much funnier with just with their delivery. So that was when I was like, oh, this might be funny. You know, yeah. let's investigate it further. Yeah. No. It's- by the way, on a side note, it's the same guy that voice the Rick and Morty. Like they're voiced by the same guy. Yep. I They're, did not know that. Are you yeah, serious? No, it's the same That's the guy. same dude? It's the same dude. It's the same guy. Yep. Is the, Are there plots like... Are they like improvised? <laughs> yeah. <they're, laughs> right, well, well, okay. So, it's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. So, in, in both season one and two, and hopefully in season three, we'll see. They have... Uh, Interdimensional cable? Yeah. They have an episode in both seasons where Rick basically hooks up a TV with cable from all possible existing infinite universes ever. And every time they change the channel, that's basically the writers and the voice actors kind of doing improv and <laughs> then animating whatever they improvise and oh, wow. making it a thing. Like, so it's one episode a season. Yeah. And I mean, there's like another, yeah. like, there's a plot B going on, too. Well, really, the TV is more the the B plot. You know, it's, Interesting. it's a thing there. Um, you know, there are things so like... Like they they make believe that there's a, a a fantasy sports event called man versus car where yeah. it's a man <laughs> where we pit a real man versus a regular old car yeah <laughs> and they animate that so um, yeah so they record like they improvise in the studio record the vocals first and then they animate to whatever's recorded is that much. right I think yeah. so yeah that's pretty hilarious actually that's a funny idea yeah. that seems to be the expensive way to do it <laughs> I mean hey it. 
it's worth it. Those those cool. scenes are priceless. They're very good. Oh, they're so I'll great. Have check, <laughs> I'll have to check out some clips on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, but to get back to season three, episode two, um, yeah. they do a Mad Max thing. Like the whole Mad episode. Mad Max Fury Road parody. Yeah. <laughs> they do a whole just Mad <laughs> Like the entire episode is Mad Max and it's incredible. Because oh, um, <laughs> at this point in the story, uh, the family's kind of being broken up by divorce. So um, it's like the kids trying to cope. And instead of, you know, like you know, going to drugs or tattoos or something. Instead, one of them just kind of becomes a bloodthirsty barbarian in the Mad Max universe. As you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, they and, both and, kind of do technically. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Morty gets like a rabid steroided arm that has a, has basically a sentient <laughs> being in his yeah. arm that kills things. Yeah. It just, Oh my gosh. No, it's you know just what that reminds ripping me people's of? faces off. Uh, that reminds me of bionic commando on the Xbox 360. Uh-huh. Like fierce, back the dude has a bionic arm that is uh haunted by the ghost of his dead wife yep i remember what? that i'm not making this up it was amazing robert can that, corroborate mm-hmm. why have i never played this okay because yeah, it wasn't that should. good it, it no it's not ah. a great game but it's in my, my steam goodness. library my goodness it's yeah. worth it just for the ghost wife arm mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> ghost wife arm no but i think with rick and morty it's like i mean i don't want to say too much about the episode right in case people haven't seen it yet you know people who are like really interested in seeing it um, but no, it's, I think Rick and Morty's only going to get better from here on out. And that's, I mean, that's a tall order because season one and two delivered so very well. Like people were dying for a season three and I think season three is definitely going to deliver, if not excel at that. If, if episodes one and two are any measure to go by. Is this going to be like, is it even a question that the series is going to continue? I mean, they, they say that Rick and Morty forever is going to be a thing but nine more seasons but nine more seasons morty realistically knowing especially how dan Harmon works i don't see it existing forever you know delvin unpack that a little bit who is that guy and how does he work yeah so dan Harmon, he's uh one of the co-creators of rick and morty he's i think one of the head writers and then he created the series with justin roiland and um I'm not as familiar with Justin Roiland's work, but I'm pretty sure he works on like Adventure Time or something, right? Like he worked on Justin Roiland. Yeah, I think he worked on some uh, other uh, like sounds so familiar. cartoon that's pretty beloved by adults. But yeah, uh, Justin Roiland is the guy though who voices both Rick and Morty. Okay. Um. So Dan Harmon, he is pretty known for butting heads a lot in. Like he's the he's the reason why the band split up for creative differences. You know what I mean? I see. I see. He's that kind of guy. Um, okay. uh, yeah. I've run into those people in my own life. Yeah. So say no more. Uh, yeah. So he's pretty. He's. I mean, he's a genius. He's very much a comedic genius. Like he. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the show Community that ran on uh, NBC for a while. Right. And then, oh yeah. Yeah. Of that I. That is one of my favorite shows, and I highly recommend it to anyone who's into like good clever humor. And Dan Harmon's comedy is like just is permeating that show and you can see a bit of it kind of transfer into Rick and Morty, but community lasted what three seasons. Then he was kicked off of the fourth season. Then they brought it back, brought him back for the fifth season. That was originally never going to happen. And then the show got canceled. And then there was a sixth season on Yahoo screen that Dan Harmon was on. And now there looks to be no more community ever again. I mean, the sixth season was supposed to be the end of it. But they okay. always joke about having a movie and yet to hmm. be seen. So interesting. So yeah. this guy's like an evil genius well, in some kind of ways. 
Right. So because of that rocky history with the community, I I wouldn't be surprised if like Rick and Morty didn't last forever. I mean, because there was rumor that season three was partially delayed for him butting heads with Justin, even though he keeps saying wow. to the contrary, like, no way, there's we didn't butt heads. It's just huh. classic delays. Interesting. Okay. Because as like I said, I keep hearing about the show being referenced in pop culture and there's always clips out there of just funny moments in the show. And so it seems like this is kind of the it show right now. Is that fair to say? Yeah, and mm. and they break the the fourth wall a lot. And like notably oh, yeah. at the end of season two, they have a little clip where Mister Mister Poopy Butthole, the character, <laughs> yeah, that's, he's his like, like, that's his see, name. That's his name. Yes, that's his name, Mister Poopy Butthole. <laughs> see you guys in a year and a half for the next season. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, All right. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, I yeah, I think season three, episode two got me very excited for what the rest of season three has to offer. I don't really know how many episodes are slated, but I'd be willing to expect like 13, 14 episodes ish around that ballpark. Just keeping in line with the first two seasons. I heard 10, I heard gotcha, 10 episodes. Gotcha. 10 episodes. OK. Yeah, that's that's what I heard. Yeah. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me either. Um, uh, too man. many shows out there, guys. I still am behind on Game of Thrones. It's my great shame in life right now. Colin, Dude, I know, me too. I, I know you're a bit. Okay, I was going to ask you. I know you're a big Lord of the Rings guy. Are you into yeah. the Game of the Thrones? I actually just picked it back up this past weekend because I was at a, a friend of mine was house sitting and we just sat at that house and watched Game of Thrones with this awesome surround sound system. Where are so you I, in the series? About halfway through season two. Oh, you're way behind that. You're way behind yeah, that. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty behind. Okay. And I just started Stranger Things today because oh, I'm mooching off my uh, okay. friend's Netflix. Another and Stranger show, Things is so great. Another show it's that so I'm, great. I'm I need to start on that too. Like these are like my again, these are like my great shames. So I am about half no, I'm about maybe thirty percent through last season in Game of Thrones. So I'm really close. Like I can get current. I just need like to just take a weekend or something to get there. Stranger Things as well, season two's coming up. Yep, October twenty so, seventh. I'm actually I'm I'm really glad that I started like Stranger Things and I'm really mad at myself for not starting it earlier because Stranger Things is like right on my alley. It's got the strong 80s vibe going on because obviously it takes place in the 80s. Okay, no and, spoilers. Like, it's got, no spoilers. Just don't say it's got, it no. Like I'm I'm not gonna spoil. I've only seen the first episode. Okay. Um, and it's got like it's got that really strong 80s movie aesthetic going on, and and the music is perfect, and it's everything about it just speaks to me and they yeah. i mean the movie the, the show starts with kids playing sitting around a table playing D D. right so, right yeah so yeah i mean it's it's pretty awesome so far uh i've heard some comparisons to stranger things and the it trailer that has recently dropped the i could see Stephen it king remake I see so it. yeah i wonder you know how how that's going to pan out when that movie comes out here next month i'm really looking forward to that movie by the way mm-hmm. as well so i think it's time to move on to the gaming segment of our little show here so Jack- Colin, will, Colin will you sing the gaming music um, section part yeah. will you do the intro real quick wait what yeah will the- you sing the yeah sing it the, the you know the we, the we talked about this already go ahead do it <laughs> wait what I'm so confused what's You're happening singing the music to transition to the gaming part go I am okay uh, this is the gaming part hello <laughs> great song 10 I don't, out of 10 yeah. oh man yeah uh, that was good good nominated stuff, for a grammy <laughs> Wait, i think the landing bro yeah i just said uh, you knock him down <laughs> this is the gaming part of the podcast yeah man, that Explosion. was a gi- that was a gigantic failure okay. speaking Dude, of yeah it was that was so, the sound of one hand clapping yep yeah <laughs> uh so all three of us did play uh gigantic though this weekend didn't we in one form uh, or another. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Jack, you did talk about it a lot last week. Um, yeah. And I mentioned how that kind of sounds right up my alley. So I actually downloaded it myself and played a bit. 
And Colin, you you downloaded it on Xbox Live to not play it on Xbox Live, right? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I played it a bit more uh, with Jack. Jack, did you play much more aside from those those nights that you and I played? Not really, no. Just because time and life and everything like that. I did devote, you know, what were we playing? Two and a half hours, maybe? Uh, I think we only played like three or four games, maybe. Yeah. W- okay. So we played yesterday and... I didn't play much more aside from that, but I did get a look at some new characters. I did get to, we did get to play on some other maps that I haven't played before and just kind of get a feel for the game flow. Um, so I'm step, I'm definitely going to stick with it. I'm going to learn more. I'm still weighing whether or not I'm going to buy that starter pack to unlock all the heroes, mm-hmm. but it's not necessary. Cause I think, you know, it, it kind of rotates. It seems to, to, to have five available heroes at all times. Yeah. So it's not a hundred percent necessary to just spend money. It's really more if you want to, um, yeah, it uses to, a to get the legal, rest. It uses a League of Legend rotation system where like only yeah. some of the champions are available every week. Yeah, and so I am. I was enjoying it. I was having a good time. Um, we did get our butt whooped a few times, more than a few times actually. Mm-hmm. But you know that's part of learning a new game and and for me a whole new genre really. Uh, the main observation I took away is that the game is very, very deep. I still don't know much about the skill progression. Um, mainly I find myself just hitting the auto level up, just whatever the recommended skill is. I just hit that number one button over and over again, just to, just to get leveled and get stronger throughout the match. But, uh, I, so I, I definitely need to delve deeper into that and I need to spend a lot of time like hour maybe multiple hours like learning like a character in practice mode to get to be really effective with it with that character in the in real uh player versus player situations so those are things that are on the top of my mind and then one observation i had again that you only really start feeling this uh when you start really getting your hands dirty in the game and getting into scrums and getting into matches but my main takeaway from the combat of this game is that it's loose feeling it's not it doesn't feel great. It, you know, I don't ever really feel like I'm really hitting hard or I'm really know exactly how to use my skills and, and take advantage of certain situation situations. And I'm also finding it difficult to just to learn when I should like start retreating or when I should do what. So it's going to take some time, but I think just a deeper problem with the game I'm having so far is that again, it's that loose feeling. And I was thinking like, well, what games really give me a satisfying feeling when I'm in combat and it's blizzard games. That's, that's <laughs> one of the main hallmarks is that there's such great visual cues and it just feels good. And, and it's, sounds good too there's audio cues involved with when you're taking damage when you're receiving damage uh they just just nailed it you know with overwatch but i think more transferably to gigantic they uh if you think about diablo the combat in diablo has always felt fantastic to me uh and across character classes as well and, and abilities and and tech trees and it just they've always nailed it i mean it's such a huge part of that game and just like this game gigantic combat is such a huge portion of it like i hope that there's some feedback they get from the community i mean the game did just come out you know it's it's not definitely like they could um they couldn't you know patch something in there to make it feel better but i just want the i want the the feedback loop to be a little stronger a little more focused uh for for this game for me to really really you know want to get into it from where it is today yeah what i notice is um because I have, like, uh, maybe a year and a half or so of, like, League of Legends under my belt. So, like, MOBAs are a thing that I used to be pretty into. Or, like, the MOBA genre is a thing I used to really, really understand. Now it's kind of, like, you know, I can probably ride back 
that like ride that bicycle again you know if i give if i force myself to mm-hmm. um but there's a lot about this game that reminds me a lot of like how i used to think when i played league um where like you think very macro like extremely macro you know um what do you mean by that so after i was starting to get my bearings and i think it was really getting into that toward like the last few games that you and i played last night jack uh-huh. um where i was thinking okay so what's the next objective for me and i'd always think okay it's like there's no enemies around let's go try and kill a creature right or if there are enemies around try to find a way to flank them to help my team beat them that kind of stuff you know you try to think of what's the best thing for your character to be doing at that time that gives your team the maximum benefit and leads you closer to victory you know okay whereas okay. with with overwatch when i play that game like to an extent i think that way but it's pretty simple right like walk to the point kill whoever you can so you can capture the point right i feel like reflexes play a much larger role in a game like overwatch with the ability especially since i'm a symmetra main i think that you really have to think tactically and you have to think a couple steps ahead of what the enemy team is planning on doing or at least what you think they're planning on doing to be effective mm-hmm. and with gigantic i mean obviously i'm real early in this game right now um, with my experience but I don't feel like reflexes are playing that big a role. I don't. I don't know if it's maybe because I'm not playing characters that really f- shoot guns, mainly or, or not. But I just think it's more like you need to pay attention to where you are on the map, where your team is on the map, where the enemy is, and, and then kind of just like get around them and just start mashing on all the <laughs> skill buttons and try yeah. and do as much DPS as possible. Uh, that's kind of the feel I'm getting for it. Rather, and it's just a, a less. Uh, I don't know less. Uh, uh, reflex focused. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. What I think this game does is it's it's so super team based, and right. I think it might be almost to a fault because you know there's that idea when you play with randos. There are some days where you just don't want to like deal with actually playing with them. You know what I mean? Like random people. He means guys. Yeah, don't random, worry, I got yeah. you back. Oh, good. Randos. Thank you. Um, but you know, it's like sometimes you just want to like jump in a multiplayer game, but like you want to do you and you know, you can do that and you don't have to coordinate uh-huh. with your team. I think gigantic right. is going to suffer from that and that you can mm-hmm. like only way to really succeed is to really coordinate with your team. You have to. Yeah. I mean, I think having um, voice chat is absolutely crucial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that we would have been as successful if you and I weren't at least talking to each other. Right. Uh, so, um, so I th- I absolutely agree with you though. Yeah, because what they did is like in League, for example, you could still farm creeps to make yourself stronger. So when it comes to a team fight, you are vital and important and can do something. In this game, you can't even farm a creature on your own because if if there's even one other enemy that goes to take like try and stop you, you're you're done. You have to leave you're, it's, or you're it's dead. Two on one. You're right. Yeah. Um, so it's it's very much you have to coordinate with you and be like, hey, so you two go here to make a distraction. Us three are going to go here to take this objective or mm-hmm. something like that. You know, there's always a need to kind of understand what is the best place for each of your teammates. Where is the best place for each of your teammates to be and what is the best thing for them to be doing at that place? So and I have then, two questions. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it's just and you also have to consider like who they are playing. And I definitely don't know enough about any of the heroes yet to really like. Right get into that and know like who's best for what objectives and stuff. Okay. But yeah, I feel like that's going to come. 
Let me ask you, I have two questions. Let me ask you, where do you see yourself? I mean, this is a free to play game. Where do you see yourself with this in the future, in the near future? And then maybe like in a couple of months down the road. And then my second question is, I want Colin to talk about this because we've kind of been monopolizing this conversation yeah. and, and you've been That's playing right. the console version on Xbox. So I want to hear what your thoughts are um, and try and divorce yourself from what you just heard us say. So good, Robert, you first. Okay. So, um, I mean, to be honest, I don't see myself picking up this game and getting as into it as I did like Overwatch or League. Okay. I think I'd play it casually, maybe if other people wanted to play it. But I, I don't see myself at that point yet where I'm like, yeah, I could fire up Gigantic on my own and play a couple games on my own. Well, it just um, would be an exercise in futility, like you said. You yeah. have to group up. It's like, it's just nothing but frustrating. If mm-hmm. everyone's just rolling in there into the meat grinder and just dying and there's no coordination, there's almost like no point to play in the game. Right. Um, but it does scratch that itch of my head of like... Uh, you know, strategy, like that strategy bug, you know, of mm-hmm. like quickly knowing what's the best thing to do and telling your teammates what, where do you think is the best place to put their resources and et cetera. Like it scratches yeah. that edge very well. You know what, when you say that, it has me thinking like, you know, it kind of is like Starcraft if you zoom all the way down. Yeah. You know, and you're controlling just one character rather than a horde of characters, right? It's kind of, it kind of has that feel and kind of that look of what you would think that would look like actually. So that's kind of right. interesting. Um, but mm-hmm. Colin, so you played it on the Xbox. How was it? How did it feel to play it on the controller? So it, it was actually surprisingly uh, mapped pretty well. It seemed like well as well as it could be for a game like this. Uh, and I don't think obviously if it was something kind of more like Lee, where it was a more isometric or like uh, over or like a but like above the head kind of camera view, whatever you call it. Uh, over the head view uh, I don't think it would work but since it is more like a third person action kind of thing going on at least from first glance it, it works a little bit better than you would think um, but I I don't know like the, the, the game kind of like throws you in a tutorial and it's like okay so all these buttons for like do a bunch of different uh, functions and I think it was kind of hard for me to understand at first how, like, you know, you because uh, all the attacks are mapped to your shoulder shoulder buttons and triggers. Um, mm. And so, like, I don't know, it gets a little odd. And, it, like, it, it told me to, like, oh, hit the Y button, open your menu. Like, this is how you upgrade your attacks. And I was like, and then if you press and hold the button, it does this. And if you press, if you don't, if you just press it, it does this. And I'm like, oh, this is a little, like, it was a lot of information thrown at me all at once. And uh, I don't know, just kind of like it just seemed like there was definitely a learning curve. There was a lot of throwing at me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I overall, I thought it felt pretty good for being on a controller, almost like for movement and stuff like that. It felt pretty good. Um, but I've obviously, um, you know, it can only translate so well from like mouse and keyboard. And I definitely feel like it it would play better on a keyboard. Um, Colin, what character did you find yourself playing? I played, uh, oh my gosh, I can't even remember his name now. What uh, did he do? He looked like uh, uh, the Reap, uh, Reaper from Overwatch, kind of. Um, uh-huh. But like he had like a sword and uh, like high, like kind of balanced character. He had like high offense and defense. Anyway, he, uh, I don't know, he dealt a lot of damage and he did, he did like bleed and slow and stuff like that. Um, oh, is he the guy that would spin a, like one of his abilities? He'd spin yes. around his top. Oh, spin to win. he's talking about yeah. Tito Jackson. Tito Jackson. Tito Jackson. <laughs> yeah, Tito. Yeah, actually. he does. Yeah, yeah, he does the the spin to win type stuff. Um, I yeah, was like, not with you when you were talking about Reaper because to me he looks like an owl. But yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, 
But yeah, like, I don't know, the character felt pretty decent, and it seemed like he dealt a lot of damage, but I definitely didn't play enough to really get a feel for the game, and honestly, like, okay. not really a game I care to come back to in particular, unless I had a lot of, like, oh, yeah. friends who wanted to play or frequently play with us, but it's, that's hard yeah. to do when I have no friends that play on Xbox anyway, so. You got a crew, of, no one has friends that play on Xbox. Friends don't right. let friends play on, <laughs> play Xbox. on Xbox. Zing. Yeah. Brought to you by Sony. Let's be real. I just, I just did it out of a convenience thing, man. I just so happened to have an Xbox because, right. you know, the next thing I'm going to talk about. But, I mean, at least I got, yeah, you know. Good. Oh, I was going to say, like, just to get my bearings. And just so I had, you know, I had to throw in the ring when you guys talked about the game. I think that segues perfectly unless anyone anyone else has anything to add on Gigantic. But you did. No. You do have in your possession now, Colin, a uh, Xbox One. The good old yes. uh, giant, most heaviest console ever in creation <laughs> yeah, so, in your possession, and why is that? Yeah, so um, just just a short rant, real quick. So, <laughs> oh, wait, no. yeah, you oh, have no. a rant about Xbox One. I can't even imagine what it would be about. Oh, you know, you know, you know, me wearing my, you know, usually wearing my my PlayStation hat, having my PlayStation wallet, my PlayStation watch, a PlayStation hoodie. You know, <laughs> no surprise. Um, card carrying anyway. member. Yes, card carrying member. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I borrowed my buddy's, uh, fat Xbox one. And, uh, so I played it at his house, uh, the night before I took it with me to my apartment cause I was back home and played fine. Everything was great. And then I go to my apartment, uh, back here in Columbus the next day and I set the whole console up that had it all set up, hooked up. Everything was ready to go. Put the game in game tells me that it's the disc isn't reading, reading. It said, Ruh-roh. insert the disc, get the license from the store. What? And I was like, I just put the disc in the console. So what? I take the disc out, put it back in. It makes like a whirring noise. The disc drive makes like a whirring noise when I put the disc back in. And it said, insert the disc. And I'm like, what you broke your hell? friend's console. I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like freaking out. I'm like Googling. I was like, okay, it's making a whirring noise. Like what's going on? Like, oh, you might have to send the disc, the uh, Xbox in for repair. And I'm like, what? Oh, my God. Did I just break this Xbox? I All I did was take it. Like, I put it in my car. I carefully carried it into my apartment. That's that's it. Wow. Well, and did you so, do some sick stunts while you were in your car, though? Dude, I must. Like, I was driving, like, uh, the, like some Fast and Furious shit, like Tokyo Drift. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, throwing. I was, like, bouncing that thing like it was a pizza. Um, wow. So, lo and behold, I, I so I said, oh, wait, I have this thing sitting up vertically. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Who does that? Oh my so, god! So I googled T- it, and I tell was me like, you moved X- it like vertically while the disc was spinning. No, 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 no! I'm not okay. that stupid. Okay, I'm not that stupid. Okay, um, I had a 360. Trust me. Yes. Um, so anyway, I googled it. I was like, Xbox One sitting vertically, not reading discs. And there was an official statement from Xbox, someone at Xbox, I can't remember if it was like Phil Spencer or whatever, but they're like, oh yeah, so the optical drive in our Xbox One, this is from like 2013, right when it launched, the optical drive in our Xbox One was not optimized for standing vertically. (laughs) Nice. I'm like, are you serious? They're They're like, the slot optical drive is not optimized to stand vertically. So I'm like, wait, so you're telling me that I've been able to do that ever since the PS2 came out. But Xbox is like, nah, we're just not going to. So I take the console, I lay it flat, and put the disc in. Shit works on the first try. Oh, my gosh. Can I just say, I'm looking over to my uh, PS4 that's standing vertically a couple feet from me, and I'm just smiling at it and 
kind of thanking it for its existence you, right now. now it's, just another, it's just another fucking reason why I hate Xbox One so much. <laughs> now I know why the system failed in Japan. It's got too big a footprint. It can't fit in those Dude, tiny apartments. Dude, it's massive. Yeah. The thing's a VCR. You like, gotta it's turn huge. Aside. It's the biggest thing I've ever seen under a TV, period. I'm, Dude, it's, it's it's ridiculous. That's why it's the Xbox... Too. That's why the Xbox One X marketing is all like, it's the smallest Xbox mm-hmm. ever. I, they oh they went the other way is what they were trying to do. I think a strong argument is that they were trying to avoid another red ring of death, you know, kind of scenario. So they put too many fans in there. They put too much space in there. So airflow was like not going to be an issue anymore. And they it's largely built with off the shelf parts, you know. So when you do that and you and you and you really are trying to focus on keeping things cool that's kind of what you get something big and heavy and boxy and ugly fugly yeah Yeah. and here's the kicker though as big as that console is it still has an external power brick that's huge as well yeah did you guys see also i saw on amazon uh they're still selling connect sensors who's buying a connect sensor in 2017 God, those are still for sale. That's you can still do that. And the new, I think the Xbox One X, I think has a connect, a uh, uh, connect, a uh, connect connector connect, connect. in the back of the. Yeah, in the back. No, of the I thing, thought it didn't have one. I thought that was like the the thing. It doesn't have one. I I, I thought it did. So we'll have. Oh, to, maybe maybe it does. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll maybe have that to was a slim. I remember one of them doesn't have it, and everyone's yeah because they Microsoft is done with it. But anyway, anyway, so that aside, Xbox One rant aside. I uh, bought it to play a particular game, and that was the. It's the one game that I've wanted to play on Xbox One for the longest time, aside from Scalebound. But that got canceled, so whatever. Bye bye. Um, so Sunset Overdrive is a game I picked up for pretty dirt cheap at a GameStop. And uh, yeah, we haven't even started talking about this game yet. I forgot there was a game. (laughs) Dude, I was talking about the Xbox Xbox One, man. I tell you what, but um, (laughs) okay, go ahead, dude. Sunset Overdrive has almost made it worth it, man. Let me tell you, I am really, really enjoying this game. This game is stylish, but like over the top stylish in an ironic kind of way because it makes fun of itself for it. Um, and it's it's simple, but it's fast, it's fluid, and the gameplay is just fun, man. Mm-hmm. It's just go, 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 bounce, grind your way, and just shoot mutants in the face and blow them up. That's that's pretty much the gist of it. It's kind of like, like if, you, a, if, if you took a Ratchet & Clank slash uh, Jet Nathan Radio. Drake slash Grand Theft Auto, yeah, slash uh, Tony Hawk. Yeah, and you put, put a tinge of like Scott Pilgrim in there or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just, dude, it's like everything about it is just like over the top fun. And it just, it and it's like, it makes other games feel slow. Like when you play this game, man, because you're just like bouncing and going all over the place. And it has like, and it encourages that you to play fast and just bounce and grind all over the place all the time because it fills up this meter that allows you to do more damage and do more crazy shit and explode more shit. Like, so like the game, that's just what it's built around is just blowing shit up and shooting shit in the face and doing it in a stylish and fun and crazy fast way. And I really like um, the uh, character design for the enemies as well. Not so much yeah, for the protagonist, but for the, I think the enemies are, are pretty interesting and unique. Like the ugly mutants and the robots and yeah. the human enemy scab people or whatever that they're just they're, they're whatever, fine plain old they're fun to kill yeah yeah, yeah they are they're, they're really fun to kill and so yeah they just hand you this open world that you can grind and bounce your way through and just get over ridiculously fast there's no like you can fast travel in the game but there's never one time where you actually do want to because mm-hmm. getting around the the world is just so much fun and like this game is. Like I think it's masterclass in terms of gameplay, like because the, the the controls are just so well mapped. Like 
it's easy. Like you, you know, you hit X button to grind, and if you want to switch from above the, the the pipe to below, you hit the X button again. And then if you want to go backwards, you just point the joystick the opposite direction, hit the X button again. Then you're going backwards. Like it's that simple. Like so, I don't know. Like the and the game, like you can constantly customize your character. You're constantly getting new accessories, clothes, and all that stuff. And the the my favorite part of this game is it just parodies video games in general. Like it just makes fun of constant, like constantly makes fun of the tropes like that all video games have like one particular moment was like oh you're talking to this character in a cutscene and the character's like yeah so uh i'm probably just gonna like disappear uh randomly to the base somehow right when you got it when you, right when you take control of your character again so uh yeah and and your character's like okay that's fine with me bye and then like the character's gone <laughs> and, like it just makes fun of like tropey shit like that one thing or, i want to uh want to bring up is that i think it is fun the traversal in that game um i have mm-hmm. probably four or five hours logged into that game i never did really beat it all the way through um uh, mm-hmm. but i i think that it's important to note that uh the game you really need to kind of unlock a lot of you need to prioritize and the game doesn't tell you this either but you need to prioritize unlocking um the best kind of traversal uh skills i guess is the best way to put it so you're yeah, very limited yeah, sure. in what you can do um but once you prioritize unlocking then it becomes really fun and the game does open up robert have you played this game at all or what's your thoughts on it no i've always wanted to but like I was not about to go out and buy an Xbox One just to play one game. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that's um, why I borrowed borrowed an Xbox One. I will say though, <laughs> like it it does make me very happy to hear that um, you both think that the traversal in that game is very very good and like mm-hmm. very fun to do. Because if I remember right, that was Insomniac Games, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. same yep. Insomniac game is making Spider Man. The new Spider-Man oh, game. Yep. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, so if Traversal huh. is like super fun in Sunset Overdrive, I can only imagine. Oh, it's, that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Dude. Something like wow. that might translate over to the new upcoming PS4 Spider-Man game. I didn't even realize that until you just said that. that makes but me that, even. Yeah, it makes me so much more excited for that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I, I am very anxious to get to the next part of the podcast. I don't know, Colin. Did you have any final thoughts? Um. Yeah. I mean, just overall, like it was worth borrowing an Xbox One for for sure, and the game <laughs> and is super cheap. <laughs> yeah, and almost breaking it. You I almost guess. bought an Xbox One for that game. Yeah. No shit. But like, yeah, man, it's dude. It's just so much fun to play. I'm enjoying the hell out of it, and I spend way too much time uh, customizing my waifu of a character that I made. <laughs> nice. Um. So, <laughs> yeah, man, it's, I'm just having a great time with it, and that's, that's all the game is. It's just built around having fun. Oh, it's dirt cheap now. Yeah, you can get it super cheap yeah. and. So, you know, have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's get into basically what the next, like, yes. at least 40 minutes, maybe. We'll see how long it gets. Colin, um, go ahead and sing the theme song for our next segment. <laughs> Top five villains in video games, according to the Tiny Disc Podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, that was it. Good, good one. Fair, Great. fair. Uh, yeah. We need to get you, like, a keyboard in that room. Just so you can <laughs> yeah, I know. I need, yeah. like, a shitty MIDI keyboard. No, we just need one of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What are those things called? Those whistles? Oh, the the um, whistles? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, whatever. Uh, so what we decided at the Tiny Disc Podcast here is that this has been a slow news week. Um, so we're going to, instead of talking about the kind of little to no news stories out this week, we're going to kind of give, kind of have a, a gentlemanly discussion, if you will, of hmm. the best villains in video games and this isn't just like jack's favorite ones colin's favorites and my favorites it's the the official tiny disc podcast 
top five best villains in all of video games ever. Bonafide, guys. Yep. And so what we have here is now we have a list, and we'll read the whole list to you. I'm, we're looking at the Google Doc. We have it open in front of us. There's 21 of the best villains in video games, according to us. Yeah, we and just kind of brainstormed them over the past two or three days. Exactly. Yeah, I've been and, racking our brains pretty hard, man. Let me tell you. And this is not, I also want to distinguish, this is not the best boss fight. That's a different list. This is. These are the best villains, okay, And in video games. And the end goal here is to have a, come up with an ordered list of the top five in gaming, period. And so we're going to begin with that uh does any do you guys want me to read the list or someone else want to read it what what i think we should do first is i think we should establish because like all three of us have our own biases when it comes to approaching this kind of stuff right so i think what we should mm-hmm. do is we should go around and kind of you know what is it that you look for when you were making this list what made you think like this trait is what i look for in a good villain that trait is okay. great in a villain okay so, so yeah we can yeah. start uh with jack i guess so for me, I was just thinking back to all the gaming memories across the decades, across consoles and gaming platforms, and just like, who really sticks out in my head as just a villain that I hate, right? Who is the Joffrey, really, mm. you know, of, of video games? And and if they're doing a good job, it's, you know, that's why you hate them, because they're great villains. And if it's satisfying to kill them. Uh, you know, that's kind of what I was looking for. So the people that really were just really some that stuck it to, to the protagonist. And yeah, it's, uh, I guess it's fair to say as well that, um, this is probably going to be fairly spoiler heavy, ah, um, right. for these games. Yeah, that's fair to say. So yeah. we're going to have, it's unavoidable. We're going to have to talk about some of the things that these, uh, villains do that, that, for why they deserve a spot on this list so just blanket spoiler spoiler warning we're gonna be talking about some really uh uh plot heavy uh uh, concepts here for this uh, list and you can decide to tune out after we list list all of them just so like you know if it's a game that you're like interested in but it doesn't show up on the list then you know you don't have to worry so much about spoilers right? right uh so do stick around until we at least list everything uh, but Colin, what about you? When you were coming up with like your ideas of a good villain, what was like your thinking of? Yeah, that trait was cool, or that's what I um, like. It, it's uh, so. I, I think it was more so for me, like the amount of development a villain has in it throughout a game, right? Like, uh, like so you kind of understand why the villain does what he does in the game. Not necessarily that it's like, you know, you think it's good or whatever, but you see the reasoning behind why this villain is so evil. They just have development. They have depth. And uh, maybe even uh, by the end of the game, it causes some sort of like moral quandary Mm. when you do actually come face to face with this villain. Like, Hey, like I want to kill this guy, but I kind of feel bad about doing it. Right. So yeah, that's kind of like where I was coming from. And I was kind of hard pressed to find that. And even, uh, another another thing too is like the uh, the level of this villain, right? Like, oh, this villain is literally like maybe this villain is just like destroying the world because you know, fuck it, right? Right, you know that type of thing. Just evil, evil villain. Some people so. just want to watch the world, burn. the world burn. <laughs> Thank right. you. Right. Um. Yeah. So when I was coming up with my ideas for this uh, list, I kind of I kind of on the same wavelength here as Colin, where I like it when villains are developed and you really understand where they're coming from. Like, not that they're just I'm bad and I like making bad things happen because I'm bad and you're good. Um, that to me is like very boring in a villain, and it there that's like a dime a dozen in the video game industry for sure. Um, but 
I mean, like favorite villains, when I think of that, just like across all kinds of media, like TV shows and movies and stuff, it's always the kind of villain where once they come face to face with the hero, there's, there's always maybe that question of like, who do I really root for though? Like, who do I actually like more between these two? Because I understand where the villain's coming from and I get why he or she is the way they are. And uh, I always think, uh, Vegeta, Vegeta is always a good example. Yes. Uh, from Dragon Ball. Um, so oh, that's yeah, why I don't know who you're talking about. Okay. Sorry. Good. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a lot of what I look for in, like, a really good villain. Either that or um, just how, like, cool they are. Like, it's a very childish yeah. thing, I think. of, But it's, like, the idea of just, like, you know, they're so cool where you're, like, I hate you. But, man, you can get away with saying that because, oh, it was a good line or something. Like, you know what I mean? Where Say you, right. hello to the bad guy, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so it's the idea of like you want to hate them but you also like would like to get a drink with them at the bar sometime but also <laughs> you know like hope you don't die that night yeah like with yeah the, i with don't know if i'd want to go to the bar with sephiroth but <laughs> <laughs> i'm so proud of you guys by the way that sephiroth is not on this list but let's let's start reading it down how about yeah, that i guys? actually thought yes. about it today and i was like no. i don't really know one i honestly i haven't finished final fantasy 7 so oh wow. so you can't even what? No, I, I wasn't. Yeah. Okay, Ooh, what are you sorry. waiting for? Like ten years from when Square does the reboot? Like, what are you waiting for? Pretty much. I'm sorry. Goodness. Well, okay. You're in it. Hate me. So, Jack, okay, so use that's the, enough. Yeah. Use that's your enough, dulcet uh, tones here. Yeah. Preamble here, but let's start reading this list. So again, this is 21. We're gonna attempt to whittle it down eventually. Come up with an ordered list of the top five villains in video games. Period. All right. So, God, uh, this, this this first one. This first one's rough. Okay. Uh, it's a strong number one. Number one. All right. Just let me. Just, I'm gonna read it through all the way. All right. Mm. Number one. Joel from The Last of Us. Number two, Kefka, Final Fantasy VI. Number three, Voss, Far Cry 3. Number four, Dr. Wily from the Mega Man franchise. Number five, Dodd from Dishonored. Dowd. Dowd. Dowd, sorry. Dowd from Dishonored. Uh, number six, Handsome Jack, Borderlands 2. Number seven, Skull Kid, Majora's Mask. Number eight, GLaDOS from Portal. Number nine, the Shiba Inu from Silent Hill 2. I like that one. Number 10, Ansem Kingdom Hearts. Number 11, Andrew Ryan from Bioshock. Number 12, Frampt from Dark Souls. Number 13, Liquid Snake, Metal Gear Solid. Number 14, Tom Nook, Animal Crossing. Number 15, M. Bison (laughs) from the Street Fighter franchise. Number 16, Ridley from Metroid franchise. Number 17, Ares from the God of War. 18, Diablo. 19, Joker, Batman Arkham series, and number 20, Origami Killer from Heavy Rain, and finally, uh, number 21, Flowey from Undertale. So I think a good way to start this is to maybe kind of go around in a circle and cut one. We each get one veto is what you're saying? We each get get one cut. We're going to cut one from the list. Okay. So we just want to cut one off right off the bat? No arguments? No discussion. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we're going to, we we can just go around and, and discuss one's cut because we have to get this list down. It's 21 now. We have to end up with five. Okay. 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 Um, All right. I think, uh, so I think uh, my, f- yeah, so go first, Colin, then we'll go to Robert. I think my first veto, maybe Joker. And, Whoa, and hold, because, hold on, hold on a second. Listen, I don't know heart. about what veto means. You're, you're, hold on, you're, you're really confusing me here. We're cutting one, so I don't know. When you say veto, are yeah. you saying you're saving him, or are you saying you're cutting him from the list? Cutting. I, I cutting. Okay. And, and okay. What? And, you're gonna cut the Joker already? That hurts my what? heart. Now, now, listen. Now, my my thought process behind <sighs> that is because is that really fair though? 
for for the Joker. Be since I mean I get it, he's in a video game, but Batman's like such a like a wide medium, right? That like we're gonna have like the Joker as the video game. You know what I mean? Video game top five villain. I get that argument, but also like the interpretation of the Arkham series is very good. But he is. You're right. But that's your cut. So we're going to cut the Joker. No, it's not. No, this is not absolute. You can uh, absolutely argue this. This isn't just like you can argue it. I want I want you to defend this. If you want him on this list. Do you think he's gonna? You know? Do you think he has a chance I mean, in the top ten or I top five? I don't think he has a chance in the top five. I'd maybe put him in the top ten, maybe, but that's my personal list. What I think uh, the Joker provides with the Arkham series is that the Arkham series is definitely beloved, right? You know, it yeah, just, it is. It, in terms of video games, it's one of the greater like series of video games that come out in the recent memory, and I think Joker definitely makes it what it is. You know, like it wouldn't be as successful if Arkham Asylum wasn't Batman trying to stop the Joker. I mean, to be fair, that final boss fight with Joker and Arkham sounds pretty lame. It was was bad, but this isn't a boss fight. Uh, This is a villain. Exactly. Fair enough. Exactly. This is best villain. So, all right. So you're just going to you concede to Colin then that he should be off the list. All right. But how do you do the strike through font? Uh, Alt shift five, four. Okay. It's five. Nice. Yes. Oh, nice. Good. That's fancy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, all right, Robert, I guess it's your turn. Yeah. Oh, man. See, part of me just wants to cut one of Collins now, just out of fierce fight. But <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, well he does no, have I, an argument. Like, you know, we never did stipulate, like, oh, they have to originate in video games. But I, it is a good rule. I, I understand right. your logic. But I think Joker and I think Mark yeah, Hamill's I'm performance not, not, as Joker is definitely something to be celebrated. No, yeah. Like, I wouldn't argue that it's, like, it's he's a bad villain. I would just saying I don't know if it's, it's necessarily... A, uh, a fair entry to the rest but i get what you're saying for sure mm-hmm. yeah all right robert um, you're cut i don't know there part of me wants to say liquid snake only because i think there are better villains in the metal gear series but i think i might go with Frompt from dark souls okay and why and why Who so put that there I, I put that there. Okay. And, like, he I have, is going there, for the jugular. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's okay. It's it's kind of like a lot. Like, there's a big reason to me why I put them there. This right. a, so this is a uh, the original Dark Souls game, the first one. Yeah. And you have yeah. a specific reason why he's there. So I, I'm interested yeah. to hear this. Go ahead. Okay. So no, like, no, the reason you. why not you. I'm oh, interested in hearing me? Robert first and then you. Oh, Robert. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a casual fan of Dark Souls. I played Dark Souls 1 and 3. And I really like them. Like I have seventy plus hours in three. Uh, one, Casual, I you know, through. seventy hours. <laughs> yeah, the first one I played only through once. And what I think is tough to justify with any Dark Souls villain, because I I get the lore. I know how dark some of the shit is. You know how like world ending, world changing, the villains can be in Dark Souls. Um, right. But I think it's too subvert. Or is it covert? It's not in your face enough for me. To, like when I—that's fair, right? When I played through Dark Souls, I wasn't thinking, "Man, like this guy's a real, real mean guy. I don't like him, and he's evil, and he's going to destroy the world." I was thinking, "God, I have to fight this boss for the freaking twentieth time just because I can't get that one dodge roll right." And man, I need a weapon that does more. Da- you know, like when I think of Dark Souls in terms of villains, I think of it more as a boss rush, boss battle game than a epic quest to stop 
lord bad guy from destroying the realm. Let me ask you, is he a boss? Is he the main big bad in this game or in the whole series? No, or what is but his role? He, the reason why uh, I, I say Frampt is the villain is because uh, he basically perpetuates you to... Uh, God, it's so it's so tough to get into because Dark Souls Lord lore is very convoluted. Yes, um, but like basically, he's perpetuating you to link the flame, the the first flame, and bring back the age of the old lords and basically resurrect them. Mm-hmm. Um, when you actually, the, technically, the good ending in Dark Souls spoiler alert is uh, actually leaving the flame and letting it die out to bring on the age of the dark, which is actually a good thing because it stops the cycle from. Uh, keep like basically breaks the cycle from okay. happening again. Mm-hmm. Okay, is that your final argument to why this should be left on? Yeah, because he's basically trying to keep the evil there. I have is no horse in this race. Argument. I want to yeah. play this game, but I haven't played it, so I'll let you guys decide whether it stays or whether Robert picks somebody else. I've, I honestly like I see where you're coming from, Robert. If you want to cut it, man, I don't see you. Like, <laughs> so you know, I have a hunch that like Colin's not going to stick up for many things in this debate. <laughs> Like, <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, I like I've framped. That's the reason why. But I definitely get your argument of like he's not an in-your-face villain. It's not like he's breathing down your neck or like you know you're coming up to this final battle mm-hmm. with this big bad and he's got a lot of depth and blah blah blah. You're kind of like you have to do a lot of your own research to kind of get at gotcha. the, like where my argument. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to like really dig for it. All so right. I'll let you do the honors then, uh, Colin. If you want to kill. Framped off the yeah, list. Yeah, how'd you there. say Alt 5? Alt, Alt shift. shift 5. Yeah. Alt Shift 5. Yeah, great okay. podcasting, guys. We're getting the keyboard shortcut tutorials. Mm-hmm. Next, good. yes. What does Control C and Control V do? Find out in next week's episode. <laughs> What's Control F4 do? <laughs> okay. Okay. All so right, now so it's Jack's veto. It's Jack's cut. Okay. This is, and by the way, this is only the first round. We have a few more rounds to go, right? Okay. So I'll make this pretty short, guys. But I mean, I put this up here kind of as a joke, but I thought it was uh, something worth at least discussing just for a brief minute here. But the Shiba Inu from Silent Hill 2, definitely one of my favorite villains of all time. Um, definitely goes down in there's many a meme about this if you just want to uh youtube maybe the shiba inu silent hill 2 and just see kind of what i'm talking about but for people that are unfamiliar with the silent hill franchise we're talking about one of the most dark depressing absolutely not only depressing but oppressive environments in gaming period and just very 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 uh horrific and it takes uh, what it makes resident evil look kind of like a b movie series uh compared this is just straight horror and just some of the worst scenarios possible and i mean that's where pyramid head comes from kind of surprised he's not on this list but hey whatever so what happens spoilers for silent hill 2 if you get a special item and you open a certain door and complete certain uh, criteria you find out that all this like blood and guts and all this crazy you know satanic madness that's going on is actually uh there's a cute little shiba inu in a little cartoon control room uh looking at like cameras and stuff and he's kind of behind the whole uh hellish landscape that is silent hill and that's kind of the big joke is that this cute little puppy dog is uh is (laughs) taking you dragging you through hell basically and then at the end during the credits of the ending you see a little shiba inu kind of like 
ha- crossfaded in the background and there's a little this little barky song like like it's really stupid <laughs> it's stupid in the most japanese way ever it's really it's hilarious so yeah so hey obviously it's not going to make it in the top 10 it's gonna be my first cut but i just wanted to bring him up and just uh pay the shibuya his due he might have an actual name i don't know but it, it's just worth uh watching on youtube it's one of the most unique endings in any game i could think of that's all i have to say about it fair enough I've never played Silent Hill game, so I can't really add much to this. No, never one game, huh? Never a single one. I think the first game really deserves a uh, a reboot, a remaster, an HDification. Like a Resident uh, Evil one? Absolutely. Something. Yeah. I think it absolutely is deserving of that. The first game is a classic. I think the second one is widely considered to be the best in the series. So it might yeah. just be good to cut to that. The, X, the original Xbox version is the one to get. They uh, recently made a remake of a Silent Hill 1 and 2, I want to say. Or at least a re-release on Xbox. 2 and 3. Yeah, 2 and 3, sorry. It was a remaster for 2 and 3, 360 and, and PS3. And the PS3 one is an absolute abomination. It's terrible. It's considered one of the worst re-releases ever. So stay away from that one. So that's it. Let's no, the 360 one's the bad one. Are they both are they both terrible? <laughs> or is just so no so okay so here's the thing so I had okay, I had the PS3 we got a lot to talk about yeah too. no yeah really quick so like the PS3 version uh actually got patched and it's actually uh, playable now so but that 360 version didn't for some reason but the PS3 remaster as long as you get the patch is actually playable and it's decent oh, so gosh, okay okay good old yes. good old patches Con I think so. it's back to your turn so go ahead and make a cut here oh man um. Uh, see, I don't, I don't, some of these, I don't really even know well enough to make a judgment call or not. Yeah. I I think that might be the tough thing that'll get to all of us is that like, like for example, you know, I have no idea who like Kefka is. I'll cut him. And then it's like, no way. He's one of the worst villains of all time. And you know what I mean? That's inevitable. You gotta, you gotta pick somebody. Okay. Um, I, I guess if I had to pick one, it would have to be. M. Bison, I guess. Oh, M. Bison come from on. Uh, good old Vega of Shadowloo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't... I See, I don't mean... I don't know. I don't know how much de- depth he actually has being being from a fighting game. Dude, this is Raul so. Julia's swan song. This is his <laughs> last role against Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> oh, from the movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just that it's not... your Your first line of defense isn't why he's so evil. It's that... The Street Fighter movie happens. <laughs> Dude, the Shadow Lou icon, just the logo itself is so badass. I it's mean, the most badass logo on this list. M. Bison, I, the Psycho I mean, Crusher. If, do you th- is, he, is he top five material, though, is the question. <sighs> He's really good, guys. You really don't know anything about M. Bison? I, I really don't. I, I know I don't at one either, point man. he was called oh. Vega. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole other problem <laughs> but with the it, series. But would you consider him top five material, Jack? They named like the I feel like they named the Street Fighter two bosses the original four, uh, kind of the way they did Final Fantasy. They just had different names, different regions, and it just created a bunch mm. of confusion. So, no, he's not in the top five. But damn it, man, M Bison is a badass villain, and he doesn't get his due. And I just think that he's underrated. And Raul Julia, that's all I have to say. <laughs> Come on, Rock man. Trivia. So are you saying top 10 <sighs> material at least? I'm not ready to delete him yet. He's too. He's been around our whole lives. Okay. 
Yeah, I guess that's, okay. that's, that's, that's true. Um, <laughs> He's got staying power. How about this? That, that give argument, it, though. How about we give it a strike? Like, we don't cut it, but we give it a strike. <laughs> and I don't really know what that'll mean when it comes to synthesizing everything, pick, pick. but... It, It'll all remind right. us. Okay. All right. See, okay, things fine. are gonna have like O's and like know, maybe right? double circles and like, like parentheses. It's gonna look like a football playbook brackets. when we're done. We're gonna have yeah. yeah we're gonna have freaking arrows. Okay. Robert, go ahead. Okay. We Lemons. Do, we do have to whittle this list down. That's we gonna do. get tough. Okay. So I'm leaning toward Tom Nook, and part of that might just be oh because. Oh my gosh! You guys are taking me apart. <laughs> Here's the thing: I don't like Animal Crossing in the first place. That's so uneven so, of you. I've never played an Animal hey. Crossing game, so <laughs> I, I played like the first couple days of New Leaf on the 3DS and was like, "This shit sucks." And oh, and, and I'm a person who disagree. likes. I like Harvest Moon and I like Stardew Valley, but something about Animal Crossing was just like a big nope to me. Don't like good games, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, true. Uh, it's true. <laughs> Get out of here with your shit tasting games. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of Overwatch. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> I know, right? It's only digging me a bigger hole. So, okay, so you guys basically it sounds like you don't know why Tom Nook is so bad. Absolutely not. Okay, but it's, this it's is like why he's it, so bad. Okay, I'm arguing crossing. on behalf of Tom Nook. I really don't want to cut him. I really want him in the top ten. I, okay. I would. I'd be willing to sacrifice M Bison for Tom Nook, and this is why. Tom Nook, okay, is you 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 land on this island. There's new friends. You are given this this plot of land, and Tom Nook says, "Here, you can have it. This is where you can live." Doesn't that sound good? You can be with all your friends in this new city. You can be the mayor. And you're like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And he'll be like, you know what? I'll I'll do it. I'll I'll front you the money. I'll front you the money. And you just need to make these payments here. You need to pay me, you know, 560,000 bells. And you've got all this time in the world to do it. But it's like monthly installments. He's like the... He's the tax man coming to tax your ass for those bells. And he's, he's the a loan pusher, shark, dude. He is absolutely a loan shark. He's a pusher. And he will come for his bells. And Tom Nook gets his, whether or not you have it or not. Like you, it is a tough gig owing him money. So if you don't know how to make bells in that game, it is a slog. And it's a it's a hard lesson in real life. <laughs> okay, so this this may be me coming from not playing much Animal Crossing, but it sounds like he's a villain because he personifies a game mechanic, not because Tom Nook is evil or mean. He's not nice. He's not. And everyone's so nice. <laughs> I mean, in Animal neither, Crossing. He's not pleasant. I mean, neither is the IRS, but you know, they're Dude, not on God. this list. You would hate you. Dude, just Jack, you're killing it with these arguments, man. You learn to hate. What do you mean? Killing it. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just coming in, man. You're just like, Hey, <sighs> so he's, he's, he's not good. <laughs> He's not nice, I'll tell you that. He's, he's the not most a nice guy. Nice, he's the most not nice villain on this list, man. No. I would rather I'd rather Tom Nook be on than M. Bison. So For you, real. Yes. Tom Nook is the is is nasty, man. He's a nasty man. Like what does he do? Bust your kneecaps? Like <laughs> might as well. I'll bust your fucking kneecaps. Dude, it's like. just it's just a hard like I said, it's a harsh lesson in reality that you have to learn to cope with it's it's Street law, man. Martial law. Tom Nook runs. <laughs> martial law. Martial law in Animal Crossing, dude. Like, if, if you don't pay any of your bells in the next couple of weeks, he just brings dude, the Coast Guard. He, he takes from you. He takes from you. And you better not be late. Oh, it's rough. No, I, Tom Nook over M. Bison. We have to. Okay. I'll give that another strike. 
and we'll see where it goes from there. We'll cross through, <laughs> cross over M. Bison. No, no strike on Tom Nook, and we're just going to cross out M. Bison. <laughs> what? <laughs> we really should have come up with the system before this, but whatever. Yeah, okay. Just we'll, we'll, I'll sacrifice M. Bison. Okay, Tom, no, Tom no, Nook is no, top no, no. 10. Hold on, hold on. I'm only giving this to you now, but we cannot make any more. I will sacrifice this horse for that horse. We'll no see. more of that. We'll see how no it goes. More I didn't that. realize you guys were both going to be going in on me on this round. <laughs> well, I didn't know that Tom Nook was also you. <laughs> okay, okay. Guys, everyone knows the best villain in all of video games is Eddie's brother from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm going in. Speaking of going in, it's my turn, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm yeah. going to make a hard cut here, and I, I hope it doesn't hurt anyone, but I'm going to say we cut Skull Kid from Majora's Mask. Hmm. Okay, why? Because he's not even the most, uh, in that game alone, he's not even the most uh, recognizable villain. The moon is. That evil-ass moon or meteor or whatever it is. With the mm-hmm. evil face. Is that the moon in Majora's Mask? Yeah, I yeah. well the the reason why I put them there put them there <clears throat> is Majora's Mask is like oh, it is definitely the darkest game in like the entire Zelda franchise, um, you know because I mean you're basically in fear of the world just ending at any given moment in the game, and so like the fact that Skull Kid was like this innocent side character in Ocarina of Time, and then he stumbles upon this mask and puts it on and makes him evil and wants him to, makes him want to destroy the world and he basically becomes like a demon. And like he's basically taunting you for the three days time, waiting waiting for you to like come face him. And he's like, "Nah, I'm just gonna end the world now." He definitely has a lot more depth than Ganondorf, that's for sure. Like well, low bar, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, fair I enough. Mean, like, I mean, I, I guess at the end of the day, it's still you know, evil villain is evil for the sake of being evil. But I think I'm looking at some of the names on this list, and I definitely wouldn't know if this would make the top ten. So I would just cut a pull the band-aid early and just cut it now yeah i mean i have no horse in this race because i didn't play much of majora's mask but i will say when i think of the majora mask bad guy i do not think of skull kid and i actively dislike majora's mask and that's a talk for another day colin we can do that later but just gonna slide that one in there huh i I just you know just a little shade just a slight little (laughs) shade in there all right all right all right okay fair enough okay we'll cut him Okay. We are whittling this list down. Slowly Oops. but surely. All right. All right. Losing, losing my entries here. All right. Colin, hit me up. Oh. Um. Um. Think out loud. Okay. Say what you see. So, Say what you see. So I'm thinking, I'm leaning more towards Dr. Wiley. Hmm. And so that I think it's at, and I don't think as far as I know, Dr. Wiley is just like big bad for the sake of being bad. So I and I like I haven't played enough Mega Man to really know. But like as far as I know, Dr. Wiley is just kind of like he's he's evil because he just wants to see the world burn or he's you know, like he's going to take over the world with his robots. I don't know what his end goal is. Help me out or argue. Tell me why he shouldn't be cut. Robert. Do you want this or do you want me to take it? Um, so I'm more of a Mega Man X fan than a Mega Man fan. Uh, that okay. was a weird way to say that. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, I'd probably personally cut Dr. Wily before 10 as well. Like before top 10. Oh, guys. 
He's an evil genius engineer. Look how many times he comes out of nowhere, out of obscurity. He builds his own castle. He builds, what, nine incredibly awesome, crazy robots. Guys. Isn't and then usually he eight? lies. Then he eight. Sorry. Then he lies to your face when you beat him at the end of every Mega Man game. He lies to you and he begs for your mercy. And then he says, "I'll never do it again, Mega Man and Doctor Light. I swear, I'll never do it again." Two years later, sure shit, there he is, back with his robot, his cadre, and they're good but, enemies. They're some of the most fun enemies in in uh, in gaming. The Mega Man bosses and Doctor right, Wily's the man that behind the good villain. Is this a fun boss battles list or a good villains list? Because here's the thing, like what you just described with Dr. Wiley is that to me sounded like um, a a dungeon master's very, my, my first D and D campaign that I made up from scratch kind of thing. (laughs) There is an evil guy and he builds other (laughs) evil guys and you have to beat them all. He's persistent. (laughs) He's persistent. (laughs) He beats those other guys. Uh, He's persistent though, guys. I I just think that he, you know, he is right up there for me with, uh, with any of the classic Nintendo kind of villains. Um, yeah, but I understand what you're saying. Like when you think about Mega Man, really, you don't think too much about. I mean, Doctor Wily's there; he's at the end, but you really are thinking about the bosses and yeah. their weaknesses, and that's really what you're focused on. And and Doctor Wily kind of just facilitates whatever little thread of a story there is. Yeah, so I would be willing to cut him, but it's only because we're doing a top five. If we were doing a top. 10 or if we were doing like a top 15 20 like you know obviously he'd put it there so i don't think he'll make top five so i guess i'll be okay cutting him okay sounds good for the All sake right. of getting through this this discussion okay so now it's my turn right okay how, hold on let's see who mm-hmm. is cut now so we have how many one two three four five six we've cut six right yes so All right, let's do one 15. more round let's do one more round and then we'll uh we'll kind of um regroup and well, say what, who's left th- that was just collins right so yeah. then it's mine oh. and then yours and yeah, we're done yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. um <laughs> so i didn't play much metroid either so, so I, yeah i haven't either oh man oh, man are we, is this another one of Jack's? Because I feel bad. I feel like we're picking on Jack now. <laughs> well, here's what we can do. We could we could maybe you and you can do a cut. I can do a cut. Or we instead of that, we could just say, hey, who do we think deserves a spot in the top 10 and start doing that now? What do okay. you think? I kind of like that. I mean, because we have 15. It's manageable. Yeah. So, again, you know, we'll just review who is left. We have uh, Joel from The Last of Us, Kefka, Final Fantasy VI, Voss from Far Cry 3, Dowd from Dishonored, Handsome Jack, Borderlands 2, GLaDOS, Portal, Ansem from Kingdom Hearts, Andrew Ryan, Bioshock, Liquid Snake, Metal Gear Solid, Tom Nook, Animal Crossing. Thank you. He's still there. Uh, Ridley mm. from Metroid, Ares, God of War, Diablo, the Origami Killer from Heavy Rain, and Flowey from Undertale. So starting with you, Robert, um, pick one that will will definitely be locked in for the top 10. For the top 10? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw my hat on Voss from Far Cry 3. All right, move him up there. I definitely agree with that. I think he's in the top 10. Okay. I don't know if he's in the top five, but he's in the top 10. Oh, paste him in there. Don't cut him in there. Oh, fine. Whatever. <laughs> all, all this this background computer talking happening. Okay, so Jack, yours is next. Okay. Um, Who is locked in here? 
I'm going to go with Flowey from Undertale. Any objections? I uh, haven't played Undertale, so. Oh, my really? gosh, Colin. What? <laughs> Dude, that was extreme. It. I'm sorry. What? Oh, I think you'd love it. You like JRPGs, I right? I probably would. Yeah. Dude. I mean, I've played like I played a little, little, little bit of it, but not enough to. I mean, it's you not, must be psyched about it coming on PS4 and Vita, then. Yeah, I could play it on Vita. Oh, you about that. absolutely have mm-hmm. to play that when it comes. Okay. Okay. Well, Colin, dang, I don't know how much I want to talk about though, man. You haven't played it yet. Um, mm, that's true. Um, Andrew Ryan from Bioshock. I think that's, that's the original uh, Bioshock, right? Yeah. Yep. The um. The sla- man, man, something a slave obey. A man chooses a slave obeys. Okay, yeah. so yeah, kindly paste that up there, Colin. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Would you kindly play, paste that up there? Would you kindly? Indeed. Okay, so go ahead, Robert. Okay. Who's uh, locked um, in the top ten? Locked in the top ten. Um, I think the the one of the easy choices of what's left probably Glados, Glados from Portal. I was I, that's that's an easy like yeah all of us probably aren't like at least familiar with glados and kind of understand yep. what she does to put her in that sure top 10 area yeah you will not hear any objections from me um i will put in diablo okay any objections um i mean i've only played diablo 3 so Diablo 3 is the one um, I've played the most by far. Yeah. When I think of Diablo, I don't really think too much about how evil he is. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, like when I, whenever I kill Diablo, I'm not satisfied because like, yay, I vanquished evil. I'm satisfied because I got some dank loot, bro. You yeah. Know? So I don't know. Diablo, I don't know if like. Diablo 3 though, he's the chick. Yeah. That story like thread was pretty uh, strong and pretty surprising. I mean, it was sort of predictable when I 2020 hindsight, but like at the time when you first get that reveal, I thought that was very powerful. Yeah. Uh, what was the name of that girl again? It was, it was Deckard's like daughter or daughter. Yeah. Like, or I, I or uh, niece. This is like yeah. five year old game. So I'm having problems remembering, but I just remember that yeah. reveal was very strong. I thought it was strong, but I don't know. I guess, I guess we'll see what, what we decide with the other people on this list. So I guess paste it up there for now. Okay. Cause I think we'll, we'll eventually get to this point where we're kind of, we have our, we've gone around and we have our top 10 and then someone's going to be like, wait, but this guy didn't make it into the top 10. Like, why isn't he, you okay. know, and, that, and then right. we'll have those discussions. Right. So go ahead, Colin. Um, Joel from the last of us top 10. Mm. Oh, all right. Go ahead and put him up there. Okay. Yeah. Would you kindly, um, uh, oh, sorry. I tried to ditch. Didn't work. <laughs> uh, let me think. How did, the, so, how did that happen? I'm trying to look through the rest of uh, the, our list here. I think I'm going to throw a hat in for Dowd from Dishonored. Hmm. All right. I have only played it, four so. hours of that game. Uh, I think it's long enough, though, where I can handle stomach some some spoilers Wait, there. Colin, have you played any of, of Dishonored? No. Oh man, that, then it's going to be a very hard sell to you too. Do you really think he has a spot potentially in the, or you think he deserves a spot in top ten? He is one of the list. strongest villains I have seen. Like, that's a bad way to put phrase it, but he's one of the strongest characters I have seen in video games in a pretty long time. 
All right, throw them up there, but we're running out of room. We are. Okay. Jack. And it's my turn, yeah? So, Kefka, Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, I mean, I have no yep. objections to that one. Nope. Okay. Go ahead, Colin. Um, I'm leaning towards... I mean, my heart wants to say Ansem, but I don't know. Because uh, it's so long and convoluted and hard to argue Kingdom Hearts, and we don't even know the outcome. I think, well, I think Xehanort would be a better rather than Ansem there. Right, but explaining why is like exactly. so fucking dumb. I yeah. <laughs> I, I'm leaning toward, because like, Jack, you haven't played any Kingdom Hearts games, right? Or like, you uh, know. I, I've, I've dabbled. But I've okay. never, and no meaningful amount of time in my life has been dedicated uh, to this. Right. Uh, then, I, I mean, I think easier for me would be uh, Liquid Snake. Okay. I'm down with that. Okay. Because I've actually beaten, I actually played all the way through the original Metal Gear. So Wait, right. so Robert's getting last pick? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. We've each gotten three picks now. So this number one, well, not the number one spot, but this last spot Okay. I what? think I think we should all discuss it based on who is left at our like exactly. bigger list. Can right? you mark can you star next to who's left there and I'll and while you're doing that, I'll read what we have so far. So right. so far in our top ten list now, and this is no particular order yet. We haven't determined order, but we have uh Liquid Snake, Metal Gear Solid, Kefka, Final Fantasy Six, Dowd from Dishonored, Joel, The Last of Us, Diablo, GLaDOS from Portal, Andrew Ryan from Bioshock, Flowey from Undertale, and Voss from Far Cry 3 and so there is one spot left in the top 10 and who is left we have uh, Handsome Jack Borderlands 2 and some Kingdom Hearts who Colin kind of just disqualified there yeah, yeah we so, can throw him out yeah uh, we can also um, strike through Liquid Snake uh, oh right oh, so Tom Nook is left mm-hmm. Ridley then- I thought we got rid of that one did we not we were about to anyways. We were about to, and then we started doing this thing. Go but ahead. If, go ahead and scroll through. I mean, I didn't expect him to get in the top 10, but I did want to just give him his due. I mean, he's the cover villain on Super Metroid, one of the greatest games of all time. Right. He is constantly foiling you throughout the series. He makes a very prominent um, appearance in Metroid Prime uh, and just throughout. So, Ridley. I, I mean, you think about Mother Brain, at least I do when I think about Metroid, but I also mm-hmm. definitely think of Ridley. Uh, just as much. Um, so right. I just want to give him his due, but he doesn't make this list. Uh, we have Ares, God of War, and we have the Origami Killer from Heavy Rain. Does he not have a, a proper name? He does have a proper name. I he just does, but it would spoil the shit out of it. it. it would well, we're going to have to do that eventually. Oh, anyway. you know? uh, man. What was his name? Was it Shelby? Yes. Yeah. That's a Detective. scary name for a dude. Detective Shelby. Oh, that's his last name? I think so. Okay. I, it's been so long since I played that game. I remember so many things about uh, Heavy Rain. I remember being in like this all white room and like being forced to either like chop off one of your fingers or someone else like it was dies. in a shitty hotel room. Something like that. Like, dude, that was yeah. so stressful for me. I thought there was no way. I was like, I'm just going to, this game's going to be over. I'm just going to lose a finger or something. Like, I love the way that yeah. game feels. Oh, man. that game was very tense, but somehow yeah. I made it through with my finger and nothing too bad happened. So that kind of broke it for me a little bit. Like, oh, I guess the stakes aren't as high as I thought. But I, that being said, I still love that game. I would totally play through it again. It's been long mm-hmm. enough. It's been like, Dude, has it been like it's been eight, uh, nine years? eight years or so? Yeah, yeah. Holy PS3. You can play that. 
Yeah, you can play that and uh, Beyond Two Souls on PS4 now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just gonna They've say right. I'd play I'd play Heavy Rain way before Beyond Two Souls for the first time. Mm-hmm. I would play Heavy Rain the second time. So okay, right. so let's so let's discuss. We have yeah, how many we'll are left? So let's recap. Yeah, we have Handsome Jack from Borderlands Two, uh-huh. Tom Nook Animal Crossing, yes. Aries from God of War, and the Origami Killer, okay. aka Scott Shelby from Heavy Rain. I've got two. so my got money's two. on Origami Killer. Ooh. Oh, you're just going to say it I, right there? I, 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 I'm yeah. surprised. I thought I would be the only one who'd argue for him, so I was going to be like, eh, he doesn't need to be up there, but... No, well, because here's the thing. So, uh, Handsome Jack was like, okay, he's this, I will say he's a decently well-developed character, especially after uh, uh, Telltale, Telltale's uh, Tales from the Borderlands, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I haven't played that, so I don't know as much about Handsome Jack, um, my argument against Ares would be Ares is like, I mean, it's based on Greek mythology. And so mm-hmm. like his lore was kind of already there and they kind of just threw Kratos into that Greek mythology lore. Right. So okay, hold on, yeah, hold on. Like you're throwing me on the defensive now. Okay. So you're talking about Ares. He let, I remind you, he tricked Slo- Kratos into, into slaughtering his, own family. his, yeah. okay. Yeah. Into killing his own <laughs> son and wife without him knowing about it and then laugh basically in his face and then kratos wears the reason his skin's so white is because he's wearing the ashes of his dead family on his skin that's fucking hardcore man i mean that's 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 evil villain shit right there if i've ever heard it but like what like how how is he as a character though like other than we know he's just an evil bastard he's a total dick he's got a yeah. flame he's got a flaming uh he's got a flaming beard He's got those. They're gonna say he's got a he's got a filet mignon. <laughs> a filet he's, he's got those crazy like spider arms coming out of the back, or you know those Ew. talon things. I don't know. I I mean the whole how many times make a drinking game out of uh, every time that Kratos screams Ares' name, you'll be <laughs> you'll be super messed up by the end of the first level. Yeesh. I don't know. I mean, I think all right. You know, if, so you're doing I, the Joker. Are you doing the ju- the Joker kind of argument? Like, oh, he exists outside of video games. So, I mean, his lore was already built for him. So, like, any character development was kind of outside the game. It's kind of just like, you I'm, know what I mean? No, I'm talking strictly from what he did in God of War. Well, yeah, I understand that, but it's like, is that really character development though? Other than just like, like I understand he's evil. He's but he's evil. Like he, that's it. Like that's all we really know about him. I, I have no horse in this race because I've never played that Santa Monica gem. Uh, yeah, I so. played all the games aside from the PSP ones. All mm. right, Aries. I tried. I tried, man. Mm. So you're going to concede to Colin here? I guess. Okay. We'll cut Aries. So he does not make the top 10. No. But but he lasted this long. He did. He lasted this long. That he did. Oh, man. We still had to whittle down our top 10. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So, okay, all okay. Right. so it's you, Robert. Um, so I would like to. I would. Uh, do we only have two left? We, we have uh, three, three left. left. Yeah, we have, two, we have three. Okay. I would love to eliminate Tom Nook. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There's no way. You guys don't are talking out your ass. You don't even know the game. Okay. okay so Tom here, here's, Nook here. is the most. Here's why he's so evil. Because he blends in. It's a very cute game. It's very <laughs> relaxing. It's one of the most relaxing games you could possibly play. Oh, I, I'm aware. It's v- the music, everything. Everyone is wants to be your friend or wants to be friendly to you for the most part. And Tom Nook just s- slides in there like the snake that he is. He's really mm. a raccoon. 
but he is devious oh, because he's he's hiding under you know just in plain sight and he's always looming over you and your whole driving force this whole time is to keep tom nook off your ass I'm te- okay that, to me that's evil to me he's a great and he's a great he's a great bad guy in a but game that you would thing. think doesn't even ha- have a, ba- a bad guy doesn't even exist but you could say some very similar things about like a good father figure or a good role model he keeps you going and he keeps you know motivating you to stay on your ass you know and keep mm. going and I don't know why you would love to cut Tom Nook. This is just sounding like people that don't know Tom Nook to me. Well, okay, because here's another thing. I think both Handsome Jack and the Origami Killer are stronger. I can make stronger arguments for both of them. Yeah, they they just have Tom Nook. Yeah, they both have way more character development than Tom Nook does. Wait, so you played Animal Crossing? No. No, but from the sounds of it. You don't know. And based on what? I think, okay, I've played played both Borderlands 2 and Animal... I've played all three of these games. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what I'm saying to you is I think that Tom Nook has just as much, if not more, personality than Handsome Jack. I'm just telling you because he he never says the same thing twice. Ever. Okay. So that's fair. But here's the thing. Handsome Jack is constantly trying to kill your character while talking about his diamond horse that shits diamonds. Whereas Tom Nook just sounds like he just asks for your money. Every Tom week. Nook is on your ass constantly about your money, keeping you from upgrading your house and all the rooms in your house. And not only that, but the whole time he's reaping it in from you, he's upgrading his store and he's putting money into his store. His life is getting better while your life is being put on hold. It's like capitalism at its at its worst. And so, so you're he saying he's a, in your he's, face how he's nice an his allegory. store is. Huh? You're saying he's an allegory. A trillion percent. He he he's improving his life. He's up there with pinky there, sipping on martinis and kicking his feet up while you're struggling. You're on the beaches for hours trying to catch shark, trying to catch beetles. You're 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 working so hard to get these bells just to get this guy off of you. That's how much pressure is put on you by this guy. While he's kicking up, he's living lavish. I don't know, a man. Bastard. When, here's the thing: when I'm looking at this whole list, though, it's like everyone is like, "I've killed your family," or "I want to kill the world." Like everything is very true. So your evil argument is the origami list. killer should be the, the number ten spot in the top. Or it should, it should not the spot, but it should be in the top ten. Yeah, I haven't heard. Exa- I haven't heard any reasons why yet. So tell okay, me why. so so the origami killer. When I think of him, is that. For majority of the game, he's kind of like mysterious. It's like, who is the origami killer? All I know is that he kills children, right? Um, and then you figure out, like, I remember feeling real wigged out when I found out that one of the char- spoilers, one of the characters you play as is the fucking origami killer, right? And yeah, you and don't, you don't fucking figure you, it out. You don't until notice. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's very well done. But on top of that, you understand why he's developed this penchant for killing kids you know like you understand the traumatic backstory under why he does what he does go into it, explain it you want me okay so it's um when he it's was like a so kid, long for me i can't remember okay so when he was like a kid his brother died the same way the origami killer is killing all the people or all the kids like he got trapped in a grate and um like what like it kept raining real hard heavy rain or um, and uh, it floods and his brother drowns and is killed and no adult would help. No, like the father wouldn't come and help, you know, like just let him die. So what Scott Shelby does is he kidnaps kids and does the same thing that his brother suffered through 
and you and like does it to the kids as a way to test fathers like are you really a good dad like jason. would you do anything <laughs> yeah jason jason oh. jason praise x yeah. to jason yeah so you understand why he's doing this it's like it's fucked up i'm not justifying what he did but like you can almost empathize with why he is the way he is and it comes together so well and it kind of I don't know. I think it provides a very satisfying end to the story and it's very satisfying to see him go when he's like put yeah. away. Yeah. He's or, almost like, yeah. he's almost uh, like jigsaw, like from the saw series, but like less extreme. Like, it's like, I want to play a game. Like, you know, he, he wants you to, he wants you to succeed. He wants you to pull through. Cause it's like his game. But like, yeah, that's just, yeah, you play, I mean, you play as in the entire game, man. And then you play through his development Okay, guys. And then you are the villain. I'm going to so. make it plain to you right now, okay? You want Tom Nook real hard. What I'm going to say is that Tom Nook is a motherfucker, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> but he didn't kill no kids. Yeah. So, I I'll I'll have to I'll have to concede. As much as it hurts, I re- guys, <laughs> we need to revisit this. Maybe I, Tom Nook needs a spot in the top 10. Okay. I'm willing to drop that like let's talk about our top, current like top nine. I'm kind of willing to drop Diablo. I was thinking the same thing. Good. Okay. Good. Done. Make there it happen. Okay. We'll put Tom Nook in the top ten. He'll be number ten. That's fine. I'm fine with that. And we'll take Diablo out. Well, well, Guys, here, we need. Can we have like a gavel noise for every time we're like, okay, removed, agreed. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, Robert, you need to you need to edit in that uh, Law and Order gavel. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. here here's a wild thought though. What if instead of Tom Nook being in the top 10, it's the Origami Killer and Handsome Jack that move on? Oh, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Don't bite off way too much. No, hell no. No, 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 no. That's not in the cards. We need to move on. For sake of brevity, Tom I, Nook is in the top 10. Tom Nook I, is in the top 10. I, I want to see Handsome Jack up. I think I'm willing to cut Liquid Snake for Handsome Jack. I'm not. No way. No <laughs> You're doing way. You're this despite? No, no, I'm no. We're put Tom. Dude, Nook I really up like like I really like Liquid Snake. I don't know, dude. Liquid, Liquid Snake's Snake a boring is a legend. Bad guy. I I don't agree. Hold on, let's get Tom Nook up there. Okay, I don't think I I think Handsome Jack is good. I played a lot of that game. That game is not good. It's dude, not good. I mean, but he saves that game so hard. Not enough it's for me great, to keep playing it. He's a great I mean, character though. He, a, but, snake, but a, a lot of people have personality in that series. A lot that game that that series, Borderland, is brimming with personality, and he has the most. You know, I, I would argue him or the robot. But I just, I just, I think he's good. I just don't think that I'm looking at this list here, and I don't think he's as good as these other as these other villains. I, I would trade him. I I don't know. I almost said I'd trade him for Joel, but I don't know. No, I think I'd rather have Joel up there. Okay, wait. So let's visit that real quick because we have gone fifty minutes. Where one of the first things we said in the fifty minutes is that our first villain is Joel from The Last of Us, <laughs> and I don't think anyone has justified. Not that I'm saying I'm against it, but I think there's at least one person out there who has had a face of like the fuck for the yeah. past like fifty minutes. Yeah, we and, have. Yeah, we've gone this entire time without even and, fucking right. giving a reason why he or she deserves an explanation. That's like kind of saying like Mario is the best villain in Mario Brothers. So, yeah. Colin, do you want to take so, this one? Sure. Uh, so, uh, Joel from The Last of Us. 
So spoilers Joel, inbound, probably. Yes, yeah, massive, massive fucking spoilers coming up. So basically, Joel's just Joel's just a, a dad, and then ex dad who's just going through this shitty apocalypse and he gets tasked with taking this little girl who just so happens to have the blood for the cure for this massive disease that's infected the entire world and turned everyone into zombies and this girl's blood is the cure and basically this uh the the fireflies which is like this do goody goody people that want to basically rid the world of this apocalypse is like hey so we like we want to take this girl and we have to basically perform a surgery on her that's going to kill her and allows us to extract the cure from this girl well joel's like wait no i've gone too attached because i'm because the joel to the guy you're playing as you spent about you know 20 or so hours with this little girl and you become attached through joel and joel becomes attached through the story and gets like a father-daughter relationship with this girl and then then they're like hey his original daughter dies early in the in the game so he is kind of holding on to you know memories of his daughter this whole game right he doesn't want to he doesn't want to lose a daughter uh, a daughter figure again so basically he's like nah fuck this the fuck the world i'm just gonna save her because i i am selfish i guess and the whole point of this game was to save humanity you thought Right, yes. and then you basically break in and kill a lot of hard, very well-armed people and save this girl, but basically say fuck the world. And, and traitor. So that makes Joel the villain to the entire world because he stopped the cure from happening. But then, explain the end if you want to. But then, like, so Ellie, well, Ellie kind of finds out that that's what happened, but she just kind of rolls with it and looks at Joel in the face, and she's, like, crying, and she's like, okay. Okay. Like she's just kind of like well hold on you're being too vague I think like at the end like okay, she's asking okay. him like you know did did she ask him what did she go did all those people die I or? can't remember I can't remember it um, word for word she basically asked him a question like uh, promise me that you know you you know you I guess I should think of you in good faith still or whatever can yeah I, I think she, it was something along the lines of, like promise me that like I don't need to be there to save the world something like that yeah yeah and then he just straight you're like yeah the right thing happened essentially he, yeah he yeah. just cold cock just like lies to her face and is like i promise and like it's a total lie yeah you know? and she, it's just and then it cre- and then it fades to black and credits and she's like dang yeah but it, it very hardly imp- it, like it very harshly implies that it like ellie knows he's like lying right but she just she just wants she's just rolling with yeah it. and then we're kind yeah. of hotly anticipating the sequel to see where it goes from there but yeah, yeah. so he ends up being a real, a real real terrible guy at the end there really sacrificing you know being selfish and holding on to his daughter like figure to again sacrifice humanity so that's why he's considered one of the best villains at least he's in our top 10 here right so uh we're we gonna agree that the origami killer right takes number 10 so should we reread the list now yeah okay. since we have a final top yeah. 10 okay we have to whittle this down to five the top five okay greatest vi- vi- uh, villains in video games uh no order particularly yet uh, we got the Origami Killer, Heavy Rain, Liquid Snake, Metal Gear Solid, Kefka, Final Fantasy VI, Dowd, Dishonored, Joel, The Last of Us, Tom Nook, Animal Crossing, yes, GLaDOS Portal, Andrew Ryan, Bioshock, Flowey, Undertale, and Voss, Far Cry 3. Why are you shaking your head, Robert? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. So. It's <laughs> well, wearing you down? Mm, no, it's just. Okay. Mm. I will say Man, it's just the it's just the uh, nooks and crannies of this list. <laughs> I, dudes, you don't you haven't even played the game. I'm telling you, <laughs> you will. I'm just, come I, dude, to I'm just, fear I'm just this blowing, man. I'm just blowing I'm, air on this fire okay, right I, now. I'm just saying. No, no. Okay, go. Should go we, can we? Should we make another list on top, like an ordered list now? 
on top of this one? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so so I will, we need to... I yeah, will concede already. Um, I think maybe we should do like... <clears throat> I think I would definitely concede that Tom Nook can be number 10. I'm fine with that. Guys, if we were live streaming this, the fucking live stream chat would be going nuts right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can only imagine, yeah. So I think Tom Nook is number 10. Okay. I'm fine I, with that. That um, suits the soothes my soul a little bit. Yeah. Okay, and then mm. I, I don't know, maybe we should just go around the corner again. I don't know how we, to do this now. Now that we've do, got a final yeah. top ten and to order it, <clears throat> like I I don't really know. Maybe See, just generally discuss it or what? Here's the thing: if we were mo- watch Mojo, we'd be done. Like this is it, kind yeah, of. They would just you know, it, yeah, like they don't yeah, care. Just top ten done, whatever. I don't, There's I don't ten there, yeah. But this is now, an ordered list. We're coming down to okay. The, the stakes are high, guys. This is the greatest villain in video game history with a tiny disc podcast stamp of approval. Well, let's yeah, let's just cut this down to five, and then we'll order from there. Whoa, no, that's tough. <sighs> yeah. Okay, I think. What? Can you do that? Okay, okay. I'm Cutting? looking at this list. I'm, I'm looking at this list, mm. and I see Kefka is definitely a top five. Yep. Yes. Locked. Like it's just un- undeniably Bold Kefka's him. in Bold there. Him. I haven't even played the game, but I can agree. Bold yeah. Kefka. Um, six. There you go. Uh, that's the only one I look at, and I'm like, uh, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, no, 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 no. I think I think Glados. Glados top is in five? the top five. A million yeah. percent. Yes. That's that's very strong. Yeah, I can agree with that one. Colin, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fair. Okay. I've played both Porter games, though. So. Um, yeah, Wheatley, you know, could argue a spot on here, but we're not going to. Yeah, I mean, Glados is just classic, you know. Okay, I, I'm, go ahead. No, go ahead. Right. Okay, I think I'm gonna make an argument either for Dowd or Andrew Ryan to be in the top five. I'm good with Andrew Ryan. I don't mean like either or, but like both of them, I think are very strong candidates. Okay. I don't see. I don't know. Dowd, okay. So I don't know. Dowd. Right. So you're going to have a hard sell. I'm open to hearing about that. I think we need to, I think yeah. Andrew Ryan is not in the top five. You don't think so? Of okay. Really? Mm, okay. Well, not in let, my personal top five. Let's tackle. Why is Tom, why is Tom Nook on the top list twice? Uh, just because I'm copying from the bottom to the top. So use the bottom list as your main reference point. Uh, okay, okay. Um, so let me just make my argument for Dowd because I'm pretty sure. sure I'm fighting a losing battle here because you both Well, I'm open like, to it. I'm open to hearing. Right. So with Dowd, you know, as far as you guys have gotten, well, I guess, oh, Jack, you're the one who played and you played like, what, four hours four or so? Four hours right? about, yeah. And it's not okay. a long game, right? It's only about 12 hours long. But Ish, I never yeah. I never got to the blinking yet. What? Where That's you're like, like the blinking first around. power. That's the first know. power you get. I can't remember. It's a long time ago. Okay, go ahead. Oof. Maybe okay, I did. Um, so, Dowd is the guy, spoilers, incoming for Dishonored 1 and all of its DLC. Uh, Dowd is the guy who kills the Empress, who is basically your character's lover, BT Dubs. So, he kills basically your wife and kidnaps basically your daughter. Wait, Dowd's a dude? Dowd's a dude. Wait, Dowd's your lover? No, no. Dowd kills your he he kills the Empress, okay. who is your lover, and then oh, kidnaps the Empress the, is your lover, okay, right, and then he kidnaps the Empress's daughter, so your daughter, oh. um, yeah, so he's painted as like this bad guy the whole time, right, um, and when you get closer to like 
where you finally have a face off with him, you start reading his journal and his notes and stuff like because you're infiltrating his hideout and all right. And you start kind of understanding Dowd more as a character than just as a like, oh, that guy took my wife and took my kids. Um, and you start kind of understanding that he does what he does for a very good reason. And that kind of like the outsider who's like this, the person who gives like, you know, Corvo his powers and he gave Dowd his powers, you know, the power to like teleport and the power to like be a supernatural assassin. Right. Um, the, the outsider is kind of somehow pulling the string. So Dowd is kind of like, a puppet and all this and he's kind of being forced into doing this and then they've released dlc where it's like two very long hefty like dlcs like they're maybe four hours a piece or so maybe and you play as dowd for both of them you get to see his side of the story after Hmm. he kidnaps the daughter Hmm. and i mean i'm not going to get too much into it because it's going to take a while but essentially he figures out like he figures out the motivations of another faction and deals with them to prevent Corvo from dying essentially. Cause if, if doubt hadn't done that, the main game wouldn't have happened. Hmm. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And, okay. um, you find out that he's being manipulated all along and that he's really just a good guy trying to make his way in the world. And the best way you can do that is be a damn good assassin. And, um, you know, he has like no malicious intent for Emily the daughter so um i mean he he basically becomes one of those villains right where when you first see him in the game in the main game you get to choose whether you kill him or you let him live Mm -hmm. based on that limited information Mm -hmm. of like what you gather in the main game and the dlc fleshes it out and basically makes you feel good if you you know let him live Mm -hmm. and regret the fact that if you kill him you know right so he's yeah, so he's a good villain in that you think of him in one light, and then once you really understand what his what he does and what his motiva- motivations are, he's much more than just the villain. He's just like another guy being manipulated by the outsider, just like Corvo is. So there's a storyline mm-hmm. where you can make an early decision where he dies and he just doesn't exist in the storyline? No, it's like... The, the Dow DLC is happening concurrently with the uh-huh. Corvo DLC, okay. and it gets to the end where, you know, like the end of the Dow DLC is the end where you meet Dow in the main story. Okay. Does that make sense? Interesting. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where you're facing what I face with Tom Nook, where we just have to kind of imagine it in our heads and then weigh right. it against things that we know ourselves internally. So yeah. where do you realistically see him? You see him in the top five? If he is, he's probably five. Do you want to try and cross this bridge now or do you want to wait? Well, I say let's let's look and see what other choices him. people have. Yeah, I mean he's yeah. he's definitely in top ten already. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, hats off. Like Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it but what we're doing now is we're trying to lock in like our top like five. like like you see him at number five right now yeah what are your thoughts colin do you think there's five better ones i mean based on that argument uh like i'm all about character development and depth and i like i like the sounds of that crazy plot twist i've never played the game i plan on playing it maybe some point eventually I'd, but i'd love to play it yeah i just need the time man right right so um I mean, if you say he's at least worth the number five spot, then I'll take your word for it because it sounds pretty intriguing. For me, there's nice. definitely five others. Okay. Okay. We don't have to order right now, but, uh, you know, before I we... I mean, I'm pretty... Like, I, if he does make it, 
that's fine. If he doesn't, then right. Okay. For it too much either. Okay. So I'm going to try and pick one that maybe we can all agree should be in the top five. Okay. Uh, I think Flowey from Undertale is one of the most charismatic, most entertaining, but yet most just, I hate you so much. I hate you so much. It's going to be a hard sell because Colin hasn't played it. And to really, truly understand and truly get why Flowey is so bad. We need to spoil the entire Flowey game. Flowey is and in the top three locked for me of this top. Okay, 10 list. like say save me the spoilers, and if you guys feel that strongly about it, I'll take your word for it. I think he mm. should be number three right now, for right okay. now. Like, like no shit. Yes. Like, yeah, no doubt. Okay, dude, I'm telling you, I'm shocked you haven't played Undertale yet because it's so it's so short. What is it about? It's like eight six hours? to eight hours, yeah. maybe. Uh, did you but all the way through i think you can get probably 12 hours out of it if you get the true ending right you need to get the true ending colin to really experience this game it's very it's totally worth it Mm -hmm. totally worth it so what i'd like to do that so awesome okay so let's let's see we need to start making progress yes so what do we all feel about voss haven't played it so that voss is absolutely number five for me yeah, he's in my top five. Four, for four sure. or five. Four I or mean, five. I've played a little bit of Far Cry three, but I don't I don't think it's Hold enough on, we to didn't put, form uh, an argument. Do we agree Flowey number three? I s I'm I'm not hundred percent on that one yet. You don't want to put him up there yet? Mm, I'm not completely sure on it yet. Cause Well, he's in the top five. We need to get this list down to five. We do. Okay, so how about so who are your top five right now then, Jack? Who are you thinking like these are the five? Maybe not surely oh, in that order. Okay. But who's that who are those five? Okay, for me, Kefka, GLaDOS, Flowey, Voss, and Tom Nook, just kidding, Liquid Snake. Okay. Colin, do you do you see five names that are jumping out to you immediately? Um well, we said okay. So get close to the mic, Colin. Well, so sorry. Uh, so Kefka, Gladys, obviously. Um, jo- I mean Joel's up there for me. Uh, the jo- Joel and the Origami Killer are there for me because the whole idea of playing as the villain the whole time is pretty mind blowing to me. Uh, um, Shadow of the Colossus did it first. It's true, and other games but have done didn't. it first. It's kind of a it's kind of a plot device that I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Uh, you say, I mean, Flow. I mean, Flow is up there. Obviously, if you guys can vouch for it, if enough, it means so. anything about the Origami Killer, I totally forgot about that till you reminded me. So it didn't really apparently make a huge impression. Okay, on me. well, I mean, if I had to choose one, I would probably choose Joel over the Origami Killer personally. But because because mm. if because it, uh, it's a much grander scale, like Joel's basically like fuck the entire world. Let's get you know what I mean? yeah, let's get so. Robert's temperature here on this list and if there's like common ones in the top five, we should just put them up there right now. Yes. I mean so Kefka GLaDOS, those are definitely up there. Uh I'm gonna put Dowd up there. I'm feeling Voss for sure. Okay. Kefka GLaDOS yeah. Voss, right? Or Colin, yeah, did you not so. say Voss? I didn't say Voss, I said not. Joel. I think uh my, my main contribution right now is Joel to this to the top five. Yeah. Mm, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because there's some good ones over here. 
<sighs> okay, okay, this so, is tough. Okay, um, so we're hmm. so we're locking in Kefka and Glados. Yes. Okay. I think. See, this is. I think what's really tough about this now is that there are games on here where some of us are not understanding the right arguments because we haven't all played all of these games. It's just inevitable right. though. We can't play every game. Right. But I think that me- that means that our definitive list is borked because the three pillars of this podcast cannot definitively say nah, like, I wouldn't I think Borked is harsh I mean it's a collaborative list so there's gonna be winners and losers inevitably I mean do we have to I mean we can have a top five but do we have to have like do they have to be ordered yes it's crucial oh woof. all right it's crucial otherwise okay. this isn't any fun Colin. <laughs> oh god <laughs> geez we're we are already like at the pat like we're at the two hour we're mark. not allowed to yeah. talk about the time anymore we're only working on this list okay, but we're hitting a wall <laughs> let's All work right. on the list okay no we're okay. doing top five guys we're doing top okay. five so Kefka, i will Glass. argue i will argue voss is in the top five i agree do we need to describe this colin um i mean i already i already hear him talked about a lot i've played the game to know that like the acting is really well done he plays a really insane character this whole that whole quote about insanity he, so he I have enough evidence to pr- prove you guys I'll say, and I know he makes you choose between your friends or whatever you have to kill one or whatever I'll say this about Voss like I it's hard to me for me to remember a time where I felt so intimidated yeah by somebody from a, from a video game from a video game like he was in my like I've really felt intimidated I really felt weak and small around mm-hmm. him and it's a testament to his acting abilities and the motion capture and just the environment. So I really uh, just remember how he made me feel and I didn't like it. And yeah. I thought that was great. Because when I think of Voss, it's like you can find an act like you can find a movie with that exact same character, probably a dime a dozen in Hollywood. You know what I mean? Like that character's it's a classic character archetype, right? It's his but, performance that sells it. Right. I think this is the first time in a video game where that character has happened and it felt like real. Yeah. You know, it felt like it held, held weight. Like, it felt the same way you feel when you watch a Hollywood movie. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, okay. I'll, I mean, I'll take your word for it. I played enough of the game to know that, like, you know. All right. Let's bold Voss. Mm-hmm. Let's get him in From the top 10. Villain. Top five, right. I mean. Okay. Bolding him. All right. Um, or should we... Should, okay. We have, like, kind of three bolded right now, right? Can you move him up to the top list? Uh yeah sure it's getting messy let's just use the second list let's look at who's bolded okay we can just do that well I was gonna say would it be easier to just do the top to would it be easier just decide who is the bottom five and then well, that way we'll know who's in the top five and then we can and then argue I, the order yeah that's the process I'm trying to do right now is trying to figure out who to bolt who is okay. we all can agree is definitely top five material okay because so, right now there are there are flying arguments for origami killer liquid snake Dow Joel and flowey okay tom nook obviously is at number 10 so he's yes. in the top five I, okay i would put also in the in the bottom five. Oh, this is getting hard yeah it's tough why don't you uh, like liquid snake dude why don't he's i like liquid so snake evil Okay, he's so evil, but he like it's it's such a boring archetype. Oh, I'm the brother that got the bad genes, so I'm gonna be bad. Like that's kind of his character. But but <laughs> you when know? you pay attention like, to the story, when you pay attention to the story, you find out he really got he really got the good genes, and Liquid and Solid Snake is the one that got the bad genes. Right. That's but awesome. O- okay, but Ocelot 
is a way better villain. Mm. If That's we're talking Metal Gear. Way more notable. I Ocelot would say, yeah. is incredible. Because not only is he like, you can't, you can never trust him. Because who knows what side he's on, if he's even on a right. side, right? And, Man. you know, you get, I mean, one, you get to see all facets of him. You know, you get to see him when he's like a young kid who doesn't even okay. know how to spin his revolvers anymore, et cetera. Okay. I'll, I'll say this. Yeah, I mean, I'm it, not sensing a great deal of, of support for Liquid Snake. So for the sake of brevity, if if you two don't feel that strongly about him, then he's definitely, he can be yeah. in the bottom five. That's fine. I mean, Love Metal Gear, Love, Love Metal Gear, Liquid Snake's like a really cool character. But so you're saying if we were talking about Shala Shaska, the Lale Lule Lo, then we'd have a talk here. Is that is this uh, a, is this a, is this an omission here? Like, is this should we change it to Shala? Like, does he deserve a spot in the top ten? <laughs> Ocelot? Hmm. Like, oh man, now we're starting all over. My name over, is Revolver Ocelot. No, I'm just saying. Should we just do a hot swap in the here? Like, did we just pick the wrong bad guy for Metal Gear? Maybe, but. Oh, Even so, I don't man. know if Revolver is Revolver Ocelot worthy of being in the top five. I don't know. I think Ocelot's a hard character to pin. I think it's hard to say if he's ever definitively a villain or a good guy. You know what I mean? So I think it's it's hard to pin him there. If we were doing like top five best characters in video games, like Ocelot would definitely be talked about. I think, but because yeah, I mean, he has to do villainous things and to, to be a villain, you know, he's well, a, a I think he has to torturer. Yeah, I think. It's tough to pin Ocelot one way or another, so I say, for the sake of brevity, let's not deal with that in this discussion. So um, you're not okay with just swapping out Shalashaska for Liquid Snake and putting him in the bottom five of the top ten? You'd rather have Liquid Snake there? Well, I mean, I guess I'd rather have Ocelot there, but... That's what I propose. I think we should just change okay. the Revolver Ocelot and put him in the bottom five. Cool. All right. All right, but he's not in the top five anyway. No. We've all agreed. Yeah. Okay, okay. so moving on. Um, hmm. I, You know, we kind of left this flying, but I, I cannot see a world. I cannot imagine a world where Flowey is not in the top five here. And just because Colin hasn't played it, like that's not reason enough for me not to include him in the top five. I can't even I think. Mean, I cannot think of a bad guy like that, period. Yeah. I just the ingenuity with just the game overall, the story overall. I, I can't imagine yeah, a world I, where he's not in top five. Yeah, I guess part of me is just afraid of it because it's like that just means there's one more. <laughs> there's only one more slot. <laughs> no, I, I <laughs> you know get what it. I mean? <laughs> no, I do, but I just can't imagine him not being in the top five. No, we have to fair. start talking right. about ordering it still. So we do. Okay, Colin, so yeah, just, are you, just yeah, Colin, you're good uh, with that. Uh, like, if you guys can argue, argue strongly enough that he needs to be there, like, okay. no shit, I, then I feel yeah, like I've yeah. gotten a lot of my picks in the top five. Um, you know, so let my, me know. Colin, my money's still on. There's only one spot left, so who? I'll let you guys fight it out. Like, who do you want? Joel. I, I'm on my money's Whoa. still on Joel. Uh, can I can I throw my hat in the ring for Tom Nook? <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> yeah, I actually I've come around. I, throughout this episode, I kind of been Wikipediaing him. And, Don't you bullshit uh, me, Robert Scarpin, you know? <laughs> Don't you play with my heart, <laughs> Do this to me? No, I'm fine with him. Top ten. Okay, um, Joel, I am. Hmm. Because right now it's basically Joel or Agami Killer or Andrew Ryan, right? I thought we said was Andrew Ryan still in? Is he still in? He's in play. He's in the top ten. Oh, yeah, well, okay. I thought we said something about him not 
Because I think uh, I, was, I was saying he shouldn't him, be but... in the top five, but I, that was just me saying that. It doesn't mean. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Andrew Ryan's a pretty hard, like her, her pretty hard pass. It it sounds to me like I don't know. I mean, it sounds to me it's, it's between Origami Killer, Joel, and Andrew Ryan. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Um, for the last I don't know. spot, I think. Oh, oh, so I think uh, as much I do love Andrew Ryan as a character. I love Andrew Ryan uh, as a villain. Um, but I definitely think, in terms of scale, Joel has it. Because Joel, I mean, he basically takes away the one cure that would cure the entire world. And he basically says, fuck, fuck you guys. I'd rather just have my daughter, you know, I guess I'd of those I'd lean toward the origami killer. Cause the only reason I don't feel comfortable putting Joel on like a top villains list is because when I think of all these villains so far, there's something consistent about them that makes them evil and that makes you hate them. Whereas with Joel, it's just that final act of what he does. You know, that's that's kind of... The- I guess that's fair because there's like the origami killer, there's implied malicious intent throughout the entire game. Right. Yeah. Whereas like, it's not like Joel is constantly stealing daughters. It's not like he's yeah, constantly... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, he doesn't that's have a, a closet full of Ellie's or something. Right. And like, because the origami killer is still like, oh, well, if the kid dies, he fucking dies. Like, yeah. you know. So that's that's my only argument when I lean like for me leaning toward the origami killer. And I think what we'd need here is Jack to be the tiebreaker based on those two arguments. What do you think? What speaks more to you? One very big heinous act or multiple like, like smaller scale, but still evil acts that are consistent. Like, wait, is Colin okay with me being the tiebreaker? I mean, origami killer or Joel, like, I mean, I understand the argument for the origami killer because it's not like Joel, like, well, Joel, like, never- he's, he's consciously doing it, but like, he's not, he's not going out of his way to hurt people. We never mentioned this, but I was the one that put Joel on this list and he was actually yes. the very first person when we decided to even create this list. He was the very first thing that popped in my head. Oh, fuck. I mean... I don't know. Like I'm okay with Joel and I'm also okay with the origami killer at the same time. So here's, here's something to think about. Origami killer kills a few kids. That's pretty bad. Joel potentially is trying to destroy the entire human race. But the thing is, it's not like Joel is consistently making that decision. You know, it's not but like he made like, that ultimate decision. It's only about the ultimate decision. I don't when, know. When, when I the think chips of- are on, when the chips are on the table, man, the cards are down. He I want to think of villains. Himself. I think of what it speaks to their personality, right? Is that you can see that Joel is compassionate and he's obviously taking the uh, benefit of one instead of the benefit of many, right? Whereas um, with the origami killer, he has no remorse. And if he was never stopped, he would continue to do that forever. You know what I mean? Right. So and, that, plus, yeah. and plus, in the side of Joel's things, I mean, there's a sequel coming out, so it could. You know, things could change. You know, it's kind of a variable. I don't like all this pressure for me to make the decision. <laughs> I mean, I have, a, I have a feeling I know what decision you're going to make. Uh, I'm really thinking in my head. I mean, to me also, uh, the origami killer got stopped and Joel is still at large. 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Un- unless, unless, like, they just kill him off in the first hour of part oh, two. That ain't happen- I don't know. Who knows? With the beginning <laughs> yeah, of Last exactly. of Us, who even knows? Yeah. He could who die knows? in Ellie's Joe arms. like, oh, fuck all yeah. that character development from the first he game. He could totally just- die in Ellie's arms. That could totally happen. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. They make it just like, oh yeah, my god, that would be terrible. It? Oh, that would be suck. awful. Yeah. Ellie yeah. finds her new father figure. <laughs> Guys, what about Andrew Ryan, though? You want to bring him back up? What about Andrew Ryan? I mean, he makes a lot of lists. He does. That was I mean, such it's... a revelation in video game history. It was a mm-hmm. commentary, not just on villains, bad guys, ide- idealists, and utopia. You, you know, it was more commentary on video games as an entertainment medium. Yeah. It was so such a landmark thing that happened and it's just such an awesome long con the whole game and then just one of those epiphanies that when it happens you're like fuck yeah you were just mind blowing a genuine mind blowing moment for me yeah Uh, I I just I, I think maybe Andrew Ryan maybe top five here's a wild thought top seven no, Titus no, podcast, no. Top seven cop villains out, of all out, time. No, <laughs> no, rip the band. I mean, I'm almost going Andrew Ryan. Fuck over how both about, those guys. How about top five? But the fifth one is a three way tie. No, <laughs> top seven. You are a loophole <laughs> bastard. <laughs> I'm just glad you had to think about that one for a minute. It's like, hold on, was that okay? Does yeah, that work? No, it's I don't. not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm almost going. So I hate it to be a three-way fight now, but I'm almost thinking Andrew Ryan, and you're biting your finger pretty hard, Colin. What are you thinking about? Ah, uh, um, Bioshock. That was the best Bioshock game, guys. The first one. Hold on. Okay. 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 Let's think of like let, let's. So, what's the what what this comes down to for me? is who's doing more bad. It's not the Who, most so, bad guy. It's the best. Well, I understand that, but listen, we have to grade by that too because all three of these guys have done some sort of heinous act. And they all are well-developed characters. But I think since they're all so well-developed characters because they're so attached to the player throughout their entire games, you have to break it down to who did the the baddest bad thing. What are you saying? So who did the so, baddest bad thing? Yeah. So who affected the most people? Who just like... Oh, that's easy. You know what I that's mean? That's incredibly easy. You just paint yourself into a corner. It's Andrew Ryan because there's always a man, there's always a girl, and there's always a lighthouse. A lighthouse. Infinite. So it's Andrew that's Ryan. True because because even beyond fucking Joel with The Last of Us and fucking all of humanity up, as far as we know, because we haven't gotten the sequel yet, but... Andrew Ryan, big that game stems into multiple universes. This is a terrible like, argument. Here, can I make a much better argument for why Andrew Ryan should be in the top five? And if we're I all think, fighting for it, why don't we just well, put him there? Make it easy. No, I, I do think he will be there now, but I think this is a very important argument to make because okay. I think it will shape how we decide our top five in order. Every one of the people in our top five now. Reminder, Voss from Far Cry 3, GLaDOS from Portal, Kefka Final Fantasy 6, Flowey from Undertale, and now possibly Andrew Ryan from Bioshock. 
all of those villains in some way are landmarks and revolutionized video game storytelling in some fashion. Hmm, interesting. Voss, right, is one of the very first villains who was like voice acted and motion acted so very like he was a believable human being. Oh yeah. In front of you. GLaDOS, one of the very first villains who could show you, like, I can be funny and also you can hate my guts, but also really love me. And probably the right? best voice acting in a villain mm-hmm. that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. At, at the time, too, because Portal was, uh, what, like early thousands, right? It was, yeah, 2006, you know, 2007. Or was yeah. 2005? Yeah. Might be 2005. It was 2007. Okay. Well, and then Kefka, I think, like, set a new standard, you know, for, like, evil million percent you know in a, in a final fantasy or like really any game at that time because yeah. that was what 94 94 yeah so that, that was, i mean it's early in the gaming industry for sure and there are probably like bad guys nowadays who are like more quote evil and have done worse things but like kefka yeah. just he, he, i mean yeah. he'd be hard <laughs> it's pressed, still a tough, yeah it's a tough argument yeah for sure but kefka is like e- like pure evil right and then flowey can't say too much, but Jack, I think you can, uh, you and I can agree that the way Flowey was done is such a landmark in storytelling. You know what I'm really looking forward to as well as far as the podcast goes? Like, I can't wait to hear about Colin's experiences in Undertale, taking it down, <laughs> you know, undertaking it for the first time. Like, I'm very interested. You you, got, you need to get on that game as soon as it comes out. Maybe I should live stream my reaction. It's, it's a great game. I just can't wait to talk about it more openly. I right. might play through it again, but, too. It's it's worthy of that. So, but with that argument in mind, are we now all definitely okay with having Andrew Ryan in the top yeah. five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yes. Bioshock is a landmark game. No, yeah, that isn't. Is. I mean, the ending to The Last of Us was polarizing, you know. And, and the thing about it is that I might have mentioned to to this to you guys in passing, but it actually, second uh, spoilers for The Godfather, it actually just totally rips off the ending of The Godfather. Yeah. So it's that. just like, yes, yeah, so it's just like, oh, it's derivative. So a little bit that has to decrease it a little bit for me. Um, mm. Just ever so slightly. I mean, still in the top 10, you know, congrats. Right. But, yeah. So now we have to decide on. Okay. Order, well, right? yeah, I think it's be easier to do the bottom five real quick. Um, I think Tom Nook definitely should be number 10. I think. I, no, I don't know if we need to do the bottom. I think we just need to do the no, top five. No, we don't need the bottom okay, five. Well, let's, it's, well, let's, it's, let's, okay, let's give them their due, though. You know, uh, they didn't make it in the top five, but uh, in no particular order, Joel from The Last of Us, Tom Nook, Animal Crossing, and uh, uh, where am I? I'm losing it. Origami Killer from okay, Heavy maybe. Rain, Dowd yeah. from Dishonored, and Ocelot from Metal Gear yeah, Solid. You guys didn't make it, but you're among the best villains. Uh, so say we. So now we have to come up. All right, let's uh, do a summation here of the final five in no particular order yet. Uh, again, congratulations, Foss from Far Cry 3, GLaDOS from Portal, Kefka, Final Fantasy 6, Flowey from Undertale, Andrew Ryan, Bioshock. Again, all of them having signature landmark uh, roles to play in the history of video games, which is why they are in our top five greatest video game villains of all time. So congrats to the finalists here. Now we have to order them. Okay. Uh, my arg- so, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so I don't know. Like, I know Voss pretty well, or I've played at least a little bit of Far Cry 3. I've played both Portal games, have not played Final Fantasy 6 or Undertale. So I'm what do you have to, against like, sprites, so- man? 
Nothing. <laughs> Just joking. I mean, I know it's not as good as Coke, but you know. <laughs> uh, hey, oh, hey, oh, that yeah. joke. You haven't played too much no, that dad game. See, no, don't you know? I mean, he's from fucking Texas. They call everything Coke there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not from Texas. I live here. <laughs> or he lives in Texas. Whatever. How do you even cope with that, man? How I would you, go crazy. How do you cope with that? <laughs> yeah, so, oh, God. <laughs> You're giving me too much ammo, Woo. kids. All right. So, um, so I don't know shit about, I don't really know much about Kafka. Or Flowey's, so. Okay. Well. So, Jack, you mentioned Flowey's a three. I'd be very happy, very happy if Flowey got number three. So, Um, if. Of course, I could see him higher, but I'd be happy if he's three. Okay. Because the thing is, if we all agree that Flowey's three, that means four and five have to be not as good as Flowey, and two and one need to be better. Than Flowey, does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, I mean that's how yep, numbers yeah. work. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. Well, that's not always how numbers work, but yeah. Uh, my hmm. argument. Okay, I have an argument that because Andrew Ryan was one of the last ones we thought of, he should probably number five. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that one. Yeah. Um, I think so. I've never played Final Fantasy VI, but I have read up on Kefka a lot, and definitely top one, two, or three. Absolutely, he's in the top. For Kefka. He's yeah, in the I mean, I won't disagree because, like, Final Fantasy VI is touted as one of the greatest games ever made, and I've seen it in so many lists. I've read about it, like, so Final Fantasy VI. I have no doubt it's one of those legendary Super Nintendo games. So, okay, he's in the top two, a million percent. Are we making another list here? I, I think we can do this all in our heads at this point. Oh God, okay. Um, for me, Glados was such a revelation in so many ways that game overall portal was such a masterpiece and so focused it's only about four hours long if you in the second playthrough you could probably beat it in two hours if you just know where to put all the portals um but the cake is a lie that song just the humor the writing like i definitely see glados in the top two so here's a preliminary thought in order. Actually in order. Oh. Kefka, GLaDOS, Flowey, Voss, Andrew Ryan. That's my top five. I mean, I'm I'm not, not okay with that. Let's, you didn't let's make see a little, what it looks like. Let's see what it, it looks like. You made a little... Mm. <laughs> let's, you, let's, let's put it on... Let's commit it to the Google Doc and see what it looks... See how uh, it reads for us. Okay. This, I mean, it's just, a, I mean, it, it's going on a lot of like, you know, read up knowledge since I haven't played Final Fantasy VI and we're just committing him to the best villain of all time. See, this, this I've, is I've why played I played all five s- of these games. I'm See, the only one. Why, okay. I'm the only one is, okay. that's played. This is why I said this list is borked because at some point one or two or three of the three of us will not be able to fully commit to the list. I can. I'm the only yeah. one. I think I, mean, I, guys I don't on this podcast doubt. that have played all five of these games, and this right now is the top five for me. I mean, then we're gonna basically have to go on your on your intuition, on your word. Well, what what yeah. do you guys disagree with, if anything? I don't really disagree with any of it, to be honest with you. But like, I just haven't like I haven't experienced Undertale or Final Fantasy VI, so it's kind of gimping me. 
not that I, like I don't doubt the reputation of Final Fantasy VI at all because I mean it's an old school JRPG yeah and, and it's it's from that era so yeah and I know I don't have to sell you on this anymore but I mean Final Fantasy I mean, is, I, I mean I've played if it anything like Chrono Trigger then <clears throat> I'm pretty sold Final Fantasy see that's the thing about Chrono Trigger to me and it's funny we bring this up right now is that. I don't feel any real impending doom when I play that game. I love that game. I'm never going to say a bad word about Chrono Trigger, okay? It's in my top probably five video games of all time, all right? I have it on my shelf right now on DS. But And I think it should have been on the SNES Classic, but that's another story. But but the 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 enemy to me in, in Chrono Trigger is so boring, and I, it's just so hard for me to think of anyone. You're talking about Magus, right? Yeah. It, it, no, I'm, talk, no, I'm yeah. talking about, uh, I can't even remember the name of it. It's not Magnus, I don't think. Ma- Maga, wait, Lavos. That's it. Oh, Lavos. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, Magus is yeah, a character you play as, and Lavos is. Anyways, I, it's a very boring end boss, I think, and a and a very boring end battle as well. Whereas Kafka, all right, you're talking about Final Fantasy. We're talking about just if you take that series on its face, like it's a series that has no shortage of incredibly evil villains that are looking to you know do that cliche RPG thing of taking over the entire universe destroying planets you know and and to say that kafka stands so far above all of those of those villains in that entire series alone i i'm looking at this list and the thing i like about the list uh, maybe with the exception of andrew ryan is that at least the top four they all love being so very bad (laughs) and no one loves no one is having more fun than kafka is on this list and you'll know it when you play it but I would I would love to do I've talked about this a couple times I'd love to do a playthrough of Final Fantasy 6 with you guys and just discuss because his laugh is oh, so yeah. iconic and how hard is it to make an iconic sounding laugh in a 16-bit cartridge with that sound right but his laugh is yeah. absolutely iconic for people that have played Final Fantasy 6 you hear that you know exactly what it is and it sh- sends shivers down your spine like oh there he is Kefka you know so mm-hmm. I uh I mean he's just the most evil person on this list easily for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. But I think we need to definitely wrap up cause it is, it has been a long podcast. I don't think we should do a, would you rather? Cause that'd probably bring us up to like <laughs> another 30 minutes. See, I'd be fine. I think I'm ready for another hour. I'm not even joking. I totally could do it, but I respect your time. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and also, you know, there, there's a lot of other things you have to consider about length. Um, so I think we should probably just get toward the end of this. I think Jack, you had a clarification you wanted to make. About, uh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. So, well, hold on. Let's, uh, let's give this list this final. Yeah, we're we ready. Our top five. Are we ready quick? to lock it in? Yeah, I think so. Yep. All right, guys. So tiny disc podcasts. This is the first time we've done this type of thing. I think towards, uh, uh, maybe about four or five months from now, three or four months from now, when we're, it's kind of game of the year time, we're gonna have many more lists that probably take this long as well. <laughs> so we might have to <laughs> spend more money to get longer podcasts up there to facilitate that. But anyways, uh, uh, we'll start at number five, uh, greatest video game villains of all time. Andrew Ryan from Bioshock. Number four, Voss Far Cry three. Number three, Flowey Undertale. Number two, GLaDOS from Portal. And number one, Tiny Disc Podcast official, best, greatest, awesomest villain in video game history. I'm so happy to say this. Kefka, Final Fantasy VI. Oh, one of my favorite games of all time. I was just today looking at some 
uh, fan-made Etsy shadow boxes based on Kefka's battle in Final Fantasy VI. Nice. Like, this is, it's still so celebrated. It's still so iconic, a character and, and a game. And so I'm very mm-hmm. happy to see him number one. It's definitely my, my pick. So, all right, right, guys, we did good. Uh, it looks like we definitely want to wrap up. I don't know. Real quick, just the clarification I had last week. We were talking a little bit about uh, the dirt that GameStop GameStop does and how they'll squeeze every penny out of uh, consumers. And so what I accidentally said last week was that I said that um, they would uh, they sat on a box, a giant crates of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles and Metroid Prime Trilogy, and then they sold them used. They repackaged them. They sold them used for sixty dollars. That's not exactly the case because what would what, who would care if they sold them for the same price that the games would cost brand new? So what they actually did, and I just kind of gleamed over this a little bit. I want to clarify is they took brand new video games, they opened up the boxes. And they repackaged them. And then they represented brand new games as used games in GameStop so they could increase the price to $90 a piece. Because it's actually illegal in this country to sell you know, games higher than, than suggested retail price, apparently. And the only way they could kind of skirt that system is if they said, oh, these aren't new games. These are used games. That's why they cost $90 now instead of 60 so that's what I wanted to clarify. That's how wrong. That's the lengths that GameStop will go to milk you of every penny you have. And yeah, that is ridiculous. Because they got exclusive rights to sell Xenoblade Chronicles, and they were selling it at 80 bucks. Absolute garbage. So, again, wow. just another reason. So I just want to clarify that from last week. I don't know if that hit as hard as... As I as I intended it to, but that's the truth. Look it up. That's what they do, and they'll continue to do things like that in the future. And of course, the SNES coming out, it's going to just breed more of this bundling and everything that's so terrible for the industry. So uh, that's it, though. Yeah. So with that, uh, we should getting into the end of our podcast. Sorry for not being able to do another. Would you rather this week? But I think there's more than enough content here if you're already like if you're this far in thank you for listening yeah absolutely uh, guys thanks if yeah. you are <laughs> two hours it's, 40 yeah, thanks minutes for sticking in. through that ramble goodness yeah because wow. uh this is our first time doing something like this so you know there are probably things that could be made better for next one so you know if you have any feedback do hit us up so you can hit us up on twitter at tiny podcast or you can shoot us an email at tiny podcast at gmail.com um that should be all oh and we also have our facebook uh group we have the tiny disc group correct colin yeah so uh the the tiny disc group on facebook just uh we have an official page on facebook as well that just called tiny disc um i'm pretty active in our in our facebook group every tuesday at 8 p.m until i see otherwise i'm going to do a live hangout and q a with everyone in the group oh fun so uh yeah be sure to uh come leave your comments questions concerns or just chat chat with me in the chat uh, ask me any questions or just talk with me whatever i'm talking about that day man so yeah, yeah. also yeah. real quick the cutoff for our contest we need five star reviews on itunes or on the google or the google play store um the cutoff date for that is august 15th so you have till that time but i would urge you to do it sooner rather than later you have the uh, chance to win a big cash prize again just leave a five star review in itunes that's all we need yep um so yeah that should be everything yes. uh oh uh the thing that colin mentioned the hangout that's 8 p.m eastern time by the way yeah uh, 8 p.m eastern good. time on right. tuesdays yeah. yep. and so yeah that's you know definitely thank you guys for this but i do want to point out one last thing this entire podcast you guys don't even know but colin and i have been staring at a man wearing a bright pink snuggie this whole time he actually did it with a straight face 
and he looked good doing it. And I just want to paint that picture for the audience here. Kudos to you, yeah, Robert. Damn, did he look good? <laughs> Thank you. I, I mean, all right, sure. Uh, <laughs> like the, the fact that I'm like nonplussed by this probably <laughs> helps paint the picture even better. Um, <laughs> he looks like I, he's just covered in cotton candy. Uh, yes, as I readjust the snuggie. Oh um, man, he's so got where can sleeves. we? <laughs> where can we find you guys online on the internet? I am at boo boo underscore underscore five five on Twitter, aka Colin and Mono. Come hang out at J A C C E P E D A on Twitter. Hit me up, follow me. I follow back. Very nice. And uh, you can find me, Robert, on Twitter and all the other social medias at Pin Optimist, P I N O P T I M I S T. Uh, that's me on all the social media handles. Uh, and that should wrap us up for this gargantuan uh, top five episode. Nice top five villains. Yes, we did good work today, uh, gents. We did. Uh, I must now bid you adieu from my cold basement, which is why I'm wearing the Snuggie, okay? <laughs> yeah, off to Taco Bell with me, man. I'm starving. <laughs> no, this basement gets very cold. Dude, I need sun- you to like go through a drive-thru wearing the Snuggie and just record the reaction. <laughs> Dude, I think that's about to happen right now because we're going to Taco Bell. Please record the reaction. Oh, <laughs> oh man. God. Good. No, so yeah, tune it. in. <laughs> Tune in next week for another episode of the Tiny Disc Podcast, and we'll see you guys next Thursday. Pink Snuggie! Peace out. How do you do the yeah, I mean, If you say font. he's not going to be top five, oh. then... Hold on one second. Jeff, can you not read the sign? Oh, shoot, sorry. <sighs> <laughs> he just got yelled at by a man wearing a pink snuggie. <laughs> yeah, he fucking did. <laughs> We're leaving this in. Do we leave that in? <laughs> no. We leave it in. No, I don't think that's possible, but... <laughs>